Chief Brody. Yeah, what do you want? What the hell? You just hit me? What the hell's wrong with you? I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. Right. And you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. Oh, yeah. You knew it was dangerous. Yeah. But you let people go swimming anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, there's money to be made. I mean... You knew all those things. But still, my boy is dead now. Yeah. He's shark shit. So what? How is that my problem? There's nothing you can do about it. And? What's your point? My boy is dead. Yeah, I heard you the first time. I got a show to do, bitch. Well, just get the fuck out of my face. Welcome, boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Dave Z. Hot as leather. You know how he says that at the end? He goes, we're hot as leather. Jamie Jenkins. I, 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 I like it. And Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! You are now entering the bone zone. Guys, here we are. Not since September 5th, 2012 has there been a show quite like it. But the day has arrived. The most, I would say, most asked for uh, return to something the Skeleton Crew created. This is it. I mean, more people have wanted a Jump the Shark Part 3 than probably anything I could ever imagine or think of besides that. That's what they always said. When are you going to do another one of those? So as we wind it down and we say goodbye on Halloween night, here it is, the very last Skeleton Crew when a horror franchise jumped the shark. Recording on at the end of Shark Week, incidentally. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow, that's weird. The end of Shark Week, so we're jumping a week's full of sharks here, guys. <laughs> so uh, you heard her. That is Jamie Sammons. What's up, Jamie? Hey, I'm excited because I've never done a Jump the Shark episode. Mm-hmm. I've been here forever, and we've not done one since uh, since I've been on the show. So this is thrilling to me. Yeah, since January 2013, Jamie's been on the Skeleton Crew, and we've never done one. And we're joined by another guy who has never been on a Skeleton Crew when a horror franchise jumped the shark, Dave Z. What's up, Dave? Hey, yes, I'm so excited. I'm, oh, man, I, I uh, Alex, Alex, you said at the beginning of the show that I, uh, that people have requested Jump the Shark Part 3 more than any other show. Wow. Uh, okay, is it safe to say that I've requested a Jump the Shark Part Three more than anybody else? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right along <laughs> with the with the group of people. Uh, uh, by the way, first and foremost, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me here. And 
I was going to tell you guys, you really have got to get that door fixed at the front of the dungeon. A dungeon <laughs> is supposed to have a big wooden door, a big metal door. You guys have a fucking revolving door. <laughs> so and I saw two skeletons in there, so I know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's we why I'm here. We turnstile just so we can crack them. <laughs> Some, you're almost at the end. You got to fix that fucking door. My God. <laughs> well, we're sealing it shut in Halloween night, man. So yeah, there's a few so in there. This is uh, Jump the Shark Part Three. Does this mean we're gonna jump the shark? <laughs> oh wow! Look at that, Jamie. What a segue. Uh, <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what Jamie is referring to is. <laughs> That we noticed that in picking which movies that have jumped the shark in these franchises we chose, that a lot of them land on the part three of all of these franchises. And we're trying to put it together, like, is there a reason for this? And we kind of came up with, like, you know, they have an original idea, they make a movie, and it turns out great, it gets a a great reception. And then, you know, well, uh, we need a sequel, guys, whether it's because... We have a great foundation. It could easily build off of this or simply just money. And uh, the genre that we're making that we made this movie in, uh, you know, frequently has sequels. So it's no big deal to make a sequel. And so they make one. And then maybe people always say the part two is never as good as part one. So I guess maybe people feel it strays too much from the original. And that's why it wasn't as good as the original. So they say, well, let's take it back. And get the same feel the original had and make another one. And I guess, Jamie, you think that when they take that approach that they lose something in translation or something, maybe? I mean, that that to me seems like, uh, like I said, when I originally said that I was talking on my ass because I had never really put any thought into that. But I think that it could kind of make sense. You know, if you go back and you attempt to capture the magic of the original, chances are you're not going to be able to nail it uh, as well. That 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 frequently happens because, you know, the magic is the magic, right? So if they're attempting to do that, then maybe it doesn't always work. Like sometimes it does work, like with, uh, I think... The Indiana Jones franchise uh, did it really well, but that's not horror, so you know. Yeah, I like part three. I guess that doesn't matter, but um, and Look it's who's very talking. similar to part one. <laughs> yeah, did they? <laughs> that was the biggest shark jumper, wasn't part three? Look who's talking now. It was like animals and shit. Oh. <laughs> that was a jump of the shark. My God. Wow. Uh, well, look at uh, look at. <laughs> Fast and Furious. They did. Um, they did Tokyo Drift, which is most people's least favorite. I actually love Tokyo Drift, but a lot of people really hate that movie. Um, so it's it just does it does seem to be a lot of times at Part Three. Now Halloween Three. Now of course that's completely different because they didn't. It, it one is definitely not an example of of my whole trying to go back to the original. But it is an example of a part three taking a divergence and people – now, of course, we know that horror fans love that movie now. But when it originally came out, that was not the case. Well, we got Terminator 3. Uh, Day of the Dead wasn't liked very well when it originally came out, that being the third in the series. I mean, so right. it um, – Evil Dead 3. Yeah. Evil Dead. Oh, uh, Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. I think it's a shark jumper. Me personally, I, 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 you know, I like one and two. And I, you know what? 
I'm going to have to do something I don't normally do. I disagree with you both. I think part four is the shark jumper in most cases. Uh, yeah, uh, probably. But I think on, on this franchise list we picked, I mean. Well, look at Friday 3. Friday 3 is good. Nightmare well, 3 is good. They brought it back in both of those. Psycho 3? Psycho 3 is good. You know, this is what I think. I think, honestly, tonight we're going to talk about just as many fours as we are threes. Huh. Well. All right, well, maybe by the time they get to to three and four, it's just uh, things tend to lose their yeah. steam a little bit. You know, I don't know. There's trilogies that are just good. Like even some movies, some franchises I still consider. I don't even consider them. I mean, I do consider them a franchise. But personally, like when I do reviews for the heads, it's freaking three. We do trilogies. We do three because a lot of times after three, they go to hell. You know, a lot of times they do. I think what me and Jamie maybe were um, led astray because we just saw that tonight. Uh, a lot of them are part three. So I think we just happened to somehow pick all these franchises where the third one went wrong. Uh, but we do actually have one where the second one went wrong, an- one where the fourth went wrong, and another one where the fourth went wrong. So, uh, okay, let's get into one of them. So I think the one we should, uh, you know, we should have a grand finale for this big uh, event, which is the most sought-after Skeleton Crew show of all time, I guess, in the last... Uh, I guess for five years you guys wanted this. Better late than never, I guess, right? Hi, this is Adrian King. You probably know me best from Alice in Friday the 13th, a soul survivor, and now probably from uh, Crystal Lake Wines. So I heard the skeleton crew has one listener. And he's still there. So... Let's start off with uh, things that people don't care all that much about, uh, and then it could build. So let's start off with uh, a movie from 1986 called House 2. I've been told for years that this is really good and people really like this and this and that. And I posted on the Skeleton Crew group page uh, like a couple attempts of mine to watch it. And I never made it past 20 minutes. The last time before I, for this show, um, I put it on again, and I think I made it to like 40 minutes, and then something happened, and then I had to turn it off, and I had every intention of going back, and I couldn't, or didn't, or something. So, not till this time have I uh, watched the entire uh, movie. So, what do you guys... <laughs> Now, obviously, we should talk about House. We did a video commentary on that. Now, I know I don't know about Dave, but I know Jamie. You're a pretty big fan of House, right? I am. It's oh, it's kind of weird. I have a weird relationship with that movie. I and I know that I know how much you love it. So, mm-hmm. um, well, you can still bash it if you want. I mean, I it, well, I know no, it's it's, I, no, I would never bash it because I do think it's a fun movie. It's just it's never a movie that I. I'm excited to watch. Like I, um, I do enjoy it when I watch it, but the only time I ever watch it is when I have to. And like in the past few years, I've had I've watched it three times for different shows. And, um, but it's not a movie that I'll ever sit around and go, I want to watch House. It just doesn't happen. Um, but when I do watch it, I enjoy it. But it's not something that I would. I just it doesn't ever pop to the forefront of my mind. Like I really need to watch that movie. Amazing. 
amazing, Jamie, that you said that because I had to watch it and I own it. It isn't like, again, it's not had to, but I did have to for the show. On 22 Shots, we did a guest appearance and we were watching all the movies from 1986. Now, long story short, House ended up not counting, but for a long time it was supposed to have counted, but that's a whole other story. And I've always liked House. I'm a fan of House. And there was two movies on that count on that, that day that I talked about that for some reason, I'm never excited to watch them. But once I sit down and start watching them, it comes back. Like I never see it on my shelf and say, oh, I want to watch House. Or when I think about watching House, I don't get excited. But once the movie starts, for whatever reason, um, I, I know I know I remember why I own it and I enjoy it. And that goes for House and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Well, I know why. Why? Do you, do you see everybody involved with House? Oh, yeah, the Friday. Friday yeah. the 13th crew. True. Right down to the music. I right, mean, yeah, especially the music. It's very, very obvious. It's amazing. I wish, I could only wish people could see that movie through my eyes. Now, I'm watching it through a 10-year-old's eyes, believe it or not, because... You better give them back. <laughs> nah, let's not keep these. <laughs> I probably discover around 88 or so. So uh, it was just amazing to me. It, it was an obsession of mine. And um, I don't really know why, but it never ended. Every single time, like, you know, I, of course, when you go to your, your teens, you, like, fall out of stuff. And then I found, I walked past a video store, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember that movie, you know. And it never faltered, ever. And it just gets better, believe it or not. Because now I'm older, and I'm kind of, like, seeing things through Roger Cobb. So it's uh, it's a little cooler now, and um, and then I appreciate the Friday stuff, um, and I and the ending is just phenomenal. I mean, everything about it to me is great. I, I can't even I can't even uh, understand why people don't like it. So I wish they could see it through my eyes, but it is what it is. Now apparently I can't see part two through anyone else's eyes because okay, so this is called House Two: The Second Story. Ha ha ha. <laughs> the second story to their house. You know, like a two-story house, guys. Wow, okay, we got that down. Now let's write a movie around it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, listen, I never realized that until this time watching. I never got the fun. <laughs> yeah. I know, the second story. That's actually clever. It is, but I'm, I'm just being a jerk because... No, I just, I'm shocked by it. <laughs> what we're supposed to do in this, by the way, I, I was sort of going to say this, but I forgot. Uh... What Jump the Shark show is for Skeleton Crew is basically we pick the movie that jumped the shark out of every franchise that we're picking, and then we just tear the movie apart for 15 to 20 minutes and then go to the next one and do the same to that one. So people, uh, it's like, uh, I guess it's funny to do stuff like that. So it's a fun listen. So this will be good. So uh, we go to uh, a different house, uh, no relation whatsoever. The worst Manfredini, it's like he was freaking... He was just, you know, he had, he had no fucks to give. He just was just there. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. He just sat in front of the piano with a six-pack, like John Carpenter. <laughs> so Yeah, basically. This husband and wife hand a baby over to someone. Uh, a ghostly monster wants, like, a skull in their house that they discovered somewhere. He shoots the husband and wife. The son... And this chick move into the house, and the chick is uh, Lar Park Lincoln from Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Tina. I was surprised and, and happy to see her. Tina. Tina. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I haven't seen her since fucking. I haven't seen this movie since like I was a kid. Like it used to come on cable a lot, and it came on so much that 
I used to confuse House 1 and 2 because I used to think they were – one had Norm and one had Cliff, and that's all I remember. Uh. And, I, dude, I never went back to watch them. I, I watched part one, and I never went back to watch two until this past week. So wow. I saw her. I was like, wow, fucking Lark Park Lincoln. So yeah. I was happy to see her. She looks good, you know? Yeah. And this is another part two with a, a male lead like Jesse and Friday too, but I guess house one was a male lead in a hard movie. So I guess they're just trying to keep that at least. So they have these obnoxious friends come over and this girl who's like a singer and she wants a deal or something. So these kids dig up, uh, their uncle's grave looking for the crystal skull. Someone should have told him the aliens had it. <laughs> the crystal skull. <laughs> yeah, we just, did thought. we just talk about Indiana Jones? Yeah. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. I never saw that movie, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So I saw that, and I was like, holy fuck. Obviously, they ganked it from these people. You know, that's one thing it did. Although that movie sucks too, I hear. Uh, it's it's the le- the lesser of the four movies, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Maher is from Friday 3, is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is here. He's the president of Heretic Records. Wait, wait. It actually is Bill Maher in this movie. Yeah, oh, it for is? once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought it was old boy from Nightmare 3? <laughs> no, it really is Bill Maher in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but that just goes to show exactly how much that guy from Nightmare 3 looks like fucking Bill Maher. <laughs> you know, some guys, funny, someone recently correct, quote unquote, corrected us on our Nightmare 3 review on YouTube. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> like, dude, I don't really... Like, I, uh, <laughs> it's funny. They thought I really thought that was Bill Maher here, and this time I thought it wasn't, and it is. So <laughs> so what What do you guys think of Kane Hodder's amazing cameo in this movie in the gorilla suit? <laughs> Looks just like him. <laughs> like... I thought it was Bill Maher. <laughs> I so, don't remember that part. You don't? Okay, Somebody bumps into somebody, I think. Then Kane Hodder grabs him on his shoulder or something. The guy pushes Kane Hodder off of a, a balcony of the stairs or something. He backflips over the railing and lands on a couch on the floor. I it's forgot in, that. Hit. It's in slow motion and everything. And everyone's like, that's really Kane Hodder doing that stunt. Look. And I'm like, well, he's a stuntman. <laughs> like, like what people used to say. Jackie Chan does his, all of his own stunts. I'm like, that's because he's a stuntman. He's not an actor. He's an he's a stuntman who's acting. <laughs> right. Uh, and of course, Kane Hodder's a stuntman. Who would be surprised if he took a bump? <laughs> <laughs> Look, they, they didn't get a stunt double for that stuntman, Kane Hodder. <laughs> Wait, did terrible. they think he was born with those burn scars? Like he... <laughs> he's the dream child. Of- <laughs> He's the son of a thousand maniacs. He's the dream child. Yeah, power five, born burn, remember? <laughs> that baby came out burned already. Does that make any fucking sense? Uh, she had some hot pussy. Everyone knows when you get burned, it's in your DNA. That's what happens. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wears those black gloves out of out of the womb. So, uh... <laughs> they I'm going to wear full makeup when I have my baby. That way, my baby will be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> So they open the door to this jungle, uh, which is a rip off of House One, basically, and 
they did it way better in House 1, of course. And this leads to, like, this scene with, like, a dinosaur. Awful. <laughs> Pterodactyl. Gr- a green caterpillar dog. Like, what's with the Caterpuppy. dog? Caterpuppy. It's Caterpuppy. Yeah, Caterpuppy. Or Dogapillar. But yeah, yeah. Caterpuppy oh. is the cutest thing ever. It is cute. It is cute. But what the fuck? Dude, I literally wrote Caterpillar Dog. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Like, it, the movie's not torture. It's just something I never, ever need to see again. Uh, I mean, I do both agree that this is a horrendously bad, like a, a shark jumper. Oh, yeah. Okay. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, I, yeah, I, no, it's, yeah, it, to me, it's too silly. Um, I don't know. I've, n- I just have never thought it was enjoyable, except for Caterpuppy. Caterpuppy. <laughs> Caterpuppy's cute. It's like, it's the best thing about that movie. I don't know. I mean, there's something about the first one, and I get what they were trying to do, but it just, to me, I think they just should have left it and just left alone. Because they, they just clearly didn't have any really good ideas. No. You know, like, I think they were just grasping. Or, or execution. Like, the battle in the temple with the sacrificial girl and electrician is laughable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stupid. Dude, you know what it reminds me of? Like, a, a, a bad Tales, Tales from the Crypt episode. <laughs> that just went on forever. Yeah, yeah but, but actually kind of more of a Goosebumps flavor because it's very kid-like. I mean, you d- dinosaurs and pterodactyls, and it's just it's just not good filmmaking. It's like freaking in the beginning when that guy's like narrating the pics. I mean, for exposition, he's looking, oh, then he's, he's oh, look at this. They named him after me. He's like, how, what terrible filmmaking. It's just. And how about looking at that grandfather the whole time? Is that the most fucking disgusting thing you can look at for 90 minutes? Gramps. Oh, God, could they make him uglier? Like, do they realize that we're going to be looking at him for a really long time? <laughs> Pleasant to the eye on some level for Jesus Christ, man. Like, I feel like that's something I want to say to somebody, like, walk up to somebody and, like, like you realize I'm going to be looking at you for a very long time. Do you think you could have? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that when you, before you left the house, you looked in the mirror and said, that's good. <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> the guy coming out of the dinner plate during dinner is, like, mildly interesting. Uh, the, the sacrificial chick is really hot. So that was, like, nice to look at. Yeah, but dude, why? How about this about the sacrificial girl? So he gets her back, and she immediately goes to the kitchen and starts cooking. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? It's a terrible fuck. It's almost misogynistic for no reason. Freaking this girl just starts cooking dinner for these men. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. It, it was ridiculous, man. Ugh. How about the, the funniest thing though is that guy is Gramps saying, and this makes no sense. He says, "I ain't gonna die if it's the last thing I'm gonna do." <laughs> Isn't that always the last thing you fucking do? <laughs> you fucking retard. <laughs> That's a quote from the movie. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Have you heard what we've been saying? <laughs> so I'm just like sitting here watching this. Like, why was this made? What? What? How? Why do you have to attach it to House? And look at the amazing ending of House. Like that whole great climax between Roger. And uh, the dude that he just left to be tortured in Vietnam, uh, Big Ben. Like, that was just epically, it's so well done. Great ending chase, the whole rooftop scene hanging over the cliff. Like, such great stuff. Here, 
uh, and also even the the whole psychology of it where he couldn't beat Ben physically. It's something he has to overcome in his mind. Like, there's so much going on there. And here, he just blows the guy's head off, and that's it? Like, compare that nothingness compa- like to part one. It's just, again, laughable. And Grandpa dies, and, like... How long do you keep hugging him after he dies <laughs> till it becomes awkward? <laughs> I mean, come on. How, how long could you hug him? I wouldn't hug him at all. The big resolve here is that Jesse and this asshole forget about their girls and just spend the rest of their lives wagon trailing and uh, double teaming this mute bitch. <laughs> like that's it <laughs> oh my god and how come they're such buddies weren't they just thrown together accidentally in the beginning because he was the like wasn't like he wasn't he the husband of the girl who was there visiting for something else right yeah she's trying to get a record deal or something nothing made sense it was just a uh, if you watch part one and then watch part two right after I don't know how anybody can even just just be sickened by it. It's terrible. <laughs> that, that gladiator guy, like, he looks like a wrestler or something. <laughs> yeah. like a, it's like a He-Man toy come to life. It was uh, terrible. <laughs> and, and how about when Larpargalinga walks in the room and she's like, "What? Uh, what's that music playing? Oh, you like it? It's me. Like, if you heard that music, would that strike you at all? <laughs> like, to say, wait a minute. Hey, hey, Marvin, you gotta listen to this. You know that sound you've been looking for? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Hey, it's the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Laura Park Lincoln never struck me as a great actress anyway. Um, I, I, I never thought she was good in Seven. Anyway, whatever. Anytime I've seen her, she just seems kind of dead to me. Like, de- like, there's nothing going on behind that face. And just, I, I don't know. I, I picture the, the thoughts going through her mind or something like, huh? All the time, <laughs> you know, kind of like Tara Reed, you know, yeah. <laughs> just just a blankness and no emotion. I don't, I just, I don't know. She doesn't move me. I, I, I can't help it. Like, yeah, she moves me when I'm sitting down. I, I get up and I leave the room when the movie's on. <laughs> <laughs> she moves me from the room the movie's on to some other room. <laughs> she moves something in my pants. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh. you guys know she was a nine hundred two one zero. Oh yeah, she was the she was the secretary that Steve had to fire. I forgot that. Damn, mm. I'm good. You are good. I just looked it up to see if she was in that movie, and I, that popped up. I'm like, what? Yep, Steve fired her. Oh, which is funny because when I just mentioned Tara, the comparison between her and Tara Reid, I was picturing <gasps> Tara Reid from Sharknado. Jump the Sharknado. Is Steve isn't it from Nile? The Titan Zeering is yes is in Sharknado, and Steve had Boom. to fire her on Nanu Two and and it's jump, jump the shark, oh and my shark week. God. Too many, too many things. Too oh, many. <laughs> awesome. And it's shark week, or it was shark week. Hi, this is Linnea, and you're listening to the Skeleton Crew. I'm afraid you're gonna fly solo here, Jamie. So I hope you have a lot to say because. Dave, tell Jamie how difficult it was to obtain a copy of Amityville 4. 
Yeah, yeah, you uh, like Jamie. Do you have the VHS? No, I watched it on YouTube. Oh, oh, what an idiot I am! I, you know, I gotta say, this always happens with YouTube. Every time you think that you've exhausted everything, you can't find it anywhere online, legally or illegally, or anything, or it's never been. Uh, but good luck finding it in time. YouTube always comes through. Damn it! I wish I would have watched it. I didn't even think about it. It was a made-for-TV film. Because it was a made-for-TV film, it's usually pretty safe on YouTube. Like, nobody's going to go after it. So (laughs) it's it's been up there for a long time. Yeah, it's it's right along with Mother May I Sleep with Danger. (laughs) No, that (laughs) one's a cult classic. What you talking about? Um, Oh, Jamie. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm going to... I wish I would have watched. No, it's a, well, no, you didn't really. I mean, don't don't feel bad. I I, I kind of feel bad for suggesting this movie to you guys. But, um. <laughs> All right, Jamie, let us let us know. Rip rip this baby apart. Why is this the jumper as opposed to? Because just for the record, now uh, we we already did Amityville on uh, Jump the Shark Part Two at the hour and fourteen minute mark, and at that time we chose Part Three, and Jamie said, "No, whoa, 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 what are you doing?" to a flag huh well and that's the thing is because uh i understand a lot of people dislike three and i but i don't i never have i've always i've always loved three as a matter of fact there are some i just uh the first three i think are all really fun and solid like i just i love all of those movies and this one is completely different and and the reason that i say this is where they it gets all out ridiculous, and then from here it never recovers. <laughs> um, this is where they start running out of things to do with the house itself, so they turn to haunted furniture. <laughs> In the fourth one, it's a fucking lamp, and or is it the shit? It's not the clock. I know it's not the clock. It, it's no, about it's time. Hot. Yeah, and then they do goddamn mirror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Oculus. But um, then they have dollhouse. Uh, yeah. Um, but with this one, it's a goddamn lamp, and it's a lamp that this woman picks up from or uh, an estate sale, takes it back to the house. It starts doing. I mean, the lamp itself, all it really does is like it. it you know, it'll burn really bright, and then it'll go out, and it'll burn really bright. You know, so it's like, ooh, it's evil. Um, but <laughs> it just, you know causes people to kill to me i'm just what, what the what are you doing you know what why why are you doing this um and then it just continues this horrible trend you know i mean that next is you know toaster and <laughs> toaster <laughs> the haunted footstool and um wait is this one called the evil escapes yeah yeah and yeah, and the whole idea is that the whole the whole idea is that the, it was a part of the house. It was inside the house, and so then when it actually was sold outside the house, it took the evil with it. Right. And um, you know, when we got to the clock, and we got to the mirror, and we got to the which, by the way, in the mirror has our boy um, Robert Russler is oh, in the wow. mirror one. Oh, sorry, Robert. Yeah, um, which is like he's like the best part of it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, this is so. This is where that the reason I say this is where this series jumps the shark is because this is where they start the trend of just going off in ridiculous directions with little pieces of the house that really have no, like, there's no, because it doesn't actually take place in the house itself. It doesn't 
it doesn't feel like it's even part of the same series. You know, it's like it's totally uh, milking something. Like exactly, and it <clears throat> yeah, and it it could be like you wouldn't have to even have the Amityville connection. As a matter of fact, this is probably one of the, this is probably an example. And I don't know because I need to, I, I should have researched that. And I didn't think of it then, but it's probably like an example of like with the Hellraiser sequels where it didn't start out even being an Amityville movie. It just sort of, they had, they had someone wrote this terrible movie about a haunted lamp. And then they're like, Oh, I know let's make it an Amityville. movie." Actually. No. Uh, that's the amazing thing about this. Uh, this Sandor Stern had previously penned the script for the original Amityville movie from 1979. So this was completely intentional, believe it or not. Oh, my God. That's even worse. Like, I was trying to give him some fucking credit. No. So the, the synopsis is that the demonic forces in the haunted Long Island house escape through a mystical lamp which finds its way to a remote California mansion where the evil manipulates a little girl by manifesting itself in the form of her dead father. The only thing I find remotely redeeming about this is that I also happen to love evil kid movies. And uh, this, this does have a little girl, like, killing people. But it's in, you know killing people in your mild TV movie manner, you know, like um, she pushes an old lady down the stairs or something like that. I mean, it's it's not, yeah, I mean, but um, I always thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, it, I want to say it talks to her, yeah, see, Fester didn't like it. Um, It talks to her and uh, it's like, you know, it, it, it's, you know, her dead, like her father's dead, so it's like, hey, I'm your father and I actually don't remember if it uses a voice or not, or if she. Or what, she does just it keep on just blinking like it. SOS? Like, what's that called? <laughs> uh, Morse code. Well, I can't remember code, if yeah. it actually does manifest a voice or if she just thinks it does. Like, if it actually is, if if it's, if someone else were to walk into the room, I don't know if they would hear what it was saying. Like, I don't remember if if she just hears it in her in her own head or if it's actually just talking. But um, well, I can't believe Patty Duke didn't save this film. Honestly, uh. Well, this is when uh, I think at this point Patty Duke was drinking quite a bit. <laughs> I think that was the the case. This may have been one. I think this is how it started. Um, but <laughs> either she was drinking or she had just come off of drinking quite a bit, and she was trying to resurrect her career, and this was the best she could do. Oh my gosh, dude! Here, I'll tell you what. If I'm writing this, I would have at least took like an integral piece from the house. That or something evil happened with it, like the axe from right. part one, because the guy was using an axe. See, something. that would make more sense. You know? Something. You know what I would um, totally do with the money clip? Or like, I don't know. Remember part one with the money? Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. Something that would make some actual sense. Um, the money, because like, the ghost took it, Jamie. Remember that shit? Yeah. Remember when the money went missing uh, on the night of that yeah. guy's wedding? Well, that was the big part of the movie. That's the whole climax. It came out of the pocket of, of the guy. You see, I love that scene. But anyway, they never found that money. Wouldn't it be something if somebody found a, the stash of money with a clip on it? And I don't know. I'm not saying it's a good idea. Neither, none of it's a good idea. But if you're going to do it, well, don't just take it. idea than a fucking lamp. Right. <laughs> the, the one thing about this is I have tried in vain for years to find a replica of this lamp. Um, because <laughs> as much as this movie is shitty, I do think the lamp is kind of cool looking and the fact that it was from or like it's from a horror film. That's the kind of thing that we would put 
in our house. I mean that, or that I would put in my house because you know we have yeah, I love all that. kinds of shit, all kinds of shit like that. So I have actually been looking for a replica for someone to have made a replica of this lamp. And as you know, people make replicas of everything in the horror industry. I mean, like horror fans are rabid about make. I mean, I do it myself. I make a lot of stuff uh, like based on horror film stuff. So oh, look at this lamp! Wow, it has like arms coming out of it. Yeah, I think it's neat. The fact that no one has made one of these lamps, that just wow. tells you exactly how shitty this movie is. <laughs> Horror fans can't even be bothered. Jamie, I'm with you. I'd buy this. But if anybody actually does know of anyone who makes these or has one, um, I, I contact me because I want it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should make one. How hard can they be to put together? You know, we could have a lamp store. We should sell the lamp from what do you call it? Evil we could have 2. a lamp store. Yeah, the Evil Dead Two lamp. When he lamps that dimension, <laughs> all that crazy shit. Yeah, horror lamp. Like someone should open up a website, straight up horror memorabilia, like Jamie said, and they have all that shit on it, like obscure shit, like the lamp from Amityville Four. Fuck, man, how hard can it be? It's cool because the body of the lamp is like all gnarled and it has like two short arms it's coming like out. It's like a tree. It's like a tree. Is is the on where the hands would be out of the arms are these little Christmas lights, like bulbs, and then there's like the big globe at the top, which is the head. Um, yeah, I think it's a badass looking lamp. I do think that it's very cool looking and I would love to have that in my house if for no other reason than it looks like a creepy lamp, oh, yeah. but it would make the movie seem cool since you don't have to watch it. You can just think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it's kind of the hard part. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, that's scary. It reminds you of the tree from my like, poltergeist. Yeah. It, al- it always reminds me of pumpkin head. Anyway. Yeah. I want that lamp. So. All right. Anyway, there you go. There's Amityville 4. And that's that's the reason I think it's that's where it jumps the shark is because it actually takes it out of the house, goes in stupid directions, and is not even remotely tied to the house. At least the first three were within the home itself. So that's why I think it jumps the shark. That's uh, So we covered so far House 2 and Amityville, uh, The Evil Escapes or something. Yeah, 4. Yep. Part um, 4. Keep count. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that was part four. So let's go to a part three. So far, it's been two and four. And let's start off with these part threes. Hey, guys. This is Felissa Rose. I'm Angela from Sleepaway Camp. And I'm going to see the skeleton crew. I'll be back before dinner. Like I said earlier, Ghoulies 3. John Carbuchler. He directed Friday the 13th Part 7. He came up with the way Jason looks. He So he essentially came up with the greatest looking zombie Jason of all time. And I, I don't think that is disputed. I mean, if people... I've heard some strange things like people like how he looked in Part 6. I do understand liking the beefy, strong look of 8. That's pretty cool. Um... But nothing tops part seven. And he also came up with how the guy at the end of the original House movie, uh, Big Ben, how he looked, which is very similar to Jason from part seven. So if anybody's really into that look, uh, type in House, Ben, and uh, look at that guy. He's, you'll, you'll really like what he looks like. This Ghoulies thing. Uh, the Ghoulies part one, you know, they, they started making these weird, like, creature horror movies in the 80s because you know 80s is all about fun really and 
that stuff is like fun and creepy and cool and stuff. Yeah. But like you know, they made troll and then you know, cool. Well, like critters and the critters. gate. Yeah. So those are good. Critters in the gate. Chud. Yeah, and, and that's cool. I love this stuff. Now, ghoulies uh, didn't really, uh, whatever they were thinking or whatever when they came up with this, it didn't really reach its potential even in the first movie. I mean, I yeah, it's a bore fest. Uh, I guess there's a couple scenes that are pretty cool, but not worth sitting through. I mean, learn where to forward it and just do that from now on. Uh, now, Ghoulies 2, they said, well, let's have a lot of fun and still be cool. And they accomplished that in Ghoulies 2 because what they did was they took all these cool-looking, like, creatures and, uh, you know, Ghoulies, and then they put them, <laughs> they joined a circus or something, and they had them go into, like, a spook house, like a fun house. That's a spook house. <laughs> That's a spook house. <laughs> so uh, people would go in and actually get killed by these things. So it was really cool. And they were just cool looking. It was just a really fun movie. And that famous midgets in that movie, Phil Fondacaro, and there's like an alcoholic in it. And it's like, it's funny. Uh, the ending is a little odd though, but it's it's fine. But it, it's, a, it's a fun watch. So they figure, okay, well, this is, we picked up, steam here so let's go ahead with this ghoulies thing i mean the critters made four goddamn movies so i guess we can make another one right so they go and make ghoulies three now i was so excited about this because i was already into the first two and i was wondering why are these on dvd and this was back like 10 years ago or 15 years ago why are these on dvd and it's double pack and like uh somehow i read online about ghoulies three and stuff and it's nowhere to be found. And 4, Ghoulies 4, was even more obscure. I had to go to great lengths to get Ghoulies 3. And I ended up getting it from some guy who like had this old VHS store. And he copied these tapes. And he put them on DVD. That's when that really just started. So this was really rare to get. And uh, I got it. Is it just me or does it feel like they wanted to make some form of Animal House movie and it just wasn't a fleshed out script and they said well we have half a movie here and we want to make another Ghoulies movies is there any way we can get these guys in college or something <laughs> college comedies were big in the 80s too like Revenge of the Nerds and um uh, like well you said Animal House which was actually way earlier than that but still it's you know around this around this what was what Back to school. That was oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there it was. Um, like you had the raunchy college kid, sexy comedy thing happening a lot, and um, I guess you stick those two together and see what comes out the other side. Uh, um. <laughs> okay, what came out the other side? This well. It wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. And that's the thing is going into it, I was like, man, I am never going to be able to watch this movie. I'm not going to be able to make it all the way through. I'm not going to. I mean, I was just not looking forward to it. I just I don't. It just sounded horrible to me. <laughs> and um, well, because honestly, like the Ghoulies franchise, I I don't like the first one. Um, I do like the second one. So I thought it was kind of interesting that it, you called this the jump of the shark episode or or 
uh, entry when, to me, it didn't even get on the shark until the second movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And actually, you know, it it really wasn't all that bad. I mean, it was it was um, it was entertaining. You know, I I was like, okay, you know, I, I I made it through. It was it went by pretty quickly. Like, I don't feel like it was um, a slog. You know, no, it was a good pace. It, it went, you know, it was paced pretty well, and it was, it was goofy, and it actually had characters that I thought were funny and that I enjoyed, and I do really like movies like Revenge of the Nerds and stuff like that. So that I'm already like, I've got, I've already got like one foot in. So yeah, I mean, it, it, um, it's not something that I can see myself watching a lot or maybe even ever again, because uh, I kind of feel like once I've seen it, once I've kind of seen it, um, there are some. I do feel like they spent way more time on the kids than they did on the ghoulies. They the, the ghoulies seemed kind of tacked on in a way, uh, almost like oh, it's been a while since we've seen some ghoulie well, action. Twenty Let's... minutes since they show up. It... Yeah, I mean, it was basically you feel like I almost forgot I was watching a ghoulies movie because I was watching this college comedy thing, and then I was, all of a sudden, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're waiting for Ronnie Dangerfield to show up. They're and it's supposed like... to. <laughs> It's like, oh, wait, there's a ghoulie movie. This is supposed to be ghoulies, you know, and then we have that whole comic book thing, um, oh, which oh. that tie-in was pretty, was, oh. I don't know, that was pretty bad. Um, I don't think it was good. Like, I don't think it was a good movie at all, but I don't think it was it was horrible. Like, I did actually get some enjoyment out of watching it, and it went by faster than I thought it would. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't completely terrible, but... So you're saying it doesn't fall from too much grace of part two, so you're probably guessing, you would probably guess that part four is more of a shark jumper because you don't think this was so bad from part two that it would deserve this title. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, um, I, I haven't, not having seen four, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I could send it to you. They're they're not even ghoulies anymore. They're like they're they're I think midgets dressed up in like um, you ever you ever see Star Wars and that Gamorrean guard guy? <laughs> what yeah. about them? They they're kind of like him walking around. But small, but small, right? smaller versions of him. Like, I'll just feel like didn't weren't there only like three in this movie? Like weren't there like three different yeah, ghoulies? Three main ones, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what? I don't know. It just it, it was. You know what it reminded me of? I'll tell you exactly what it reminded me of when I was watching it. The garbage pail. Kid. I knew it. I knew it. I was waiting to say <laughs> it. I was hoping someone else was going to say it. Oh, totally. <laughs> I. I said it out loud when we when I was watching it with Brian. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, this reminds me of the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> oh, they acted like them with the one-liners. They looked yes. like them. It was terrible. I, I'm glad you tolerated hey, hey, it. Hey, 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 what do you mean it's terrible? Like the Garbage Pail Kids? That's no. a masterpiece. No, no, no. The Garbage Pail Kids. That's fine with being so bad it's good or whatever. This part one and two were actually horror movies. They weren't the best horror movies, right. but they were horror movies. This is like Nightmare 4 to me. This <laughs> is freaking 100% junk the sh- jump the shark, junk the fucking shark mine with with comedy because it was I'm glad you I'm glad you were cool with it, Jamie. I could not wait for it to end. I mean, the TNA <laughs> is nice. And I love college comedy, I but I it wasn't as horrible horror. as I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I was cool with it. <laughs> well, I couldn't wait for it to end. When I first saw this, I wasn't 
I wasn't really that against it. Uh, like, when I first saw it, it, actually, I thought it was entertaining and moved well. And I was like, huh, it was weird, but I mean, it was just so uh, disjointed to me that I-, I couldn't say it was, like, you know, a favorite of mine. But it def- I think I felt exactly like Jamie. And only upon second watch, after already knowing what I'm getting into, uh, believe it or not, I thought I liked it more than I did or something. So, but I knew it couldn't be good. And I, I definitely wanted to talk about it anyway, because nobody in the world would ever talk about this. So I wanted to talk about it anyway. So that's why I watched it again. And this time it wasn't as fun to me. But now, Jamie, you're into getting like all these horror things in your house, like you just said with the lamp. Now, you know what I'm asking. What if you would get this amazing thing in your bathroom, right? What, the toilet? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Actually considered that when I was when I was watching the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was green, right? The water was green, or smoke green smoke came out of it for something, right? Then I'm wondering, well, who? They've got this frat house. No one notices this toilet. Like no one thinks that all like over the years, no one says, "Huh." You know why? I mean, does it not just seem weird? Like it sticks out. Like it's weird. What? <laughs> yeah, no one says, "Huh." We have an amazing toilet here. That's amazing. Or what? Or what's up with this toilet? Or why is this? Because the toilet, the other toilets don't look like that. I, it just, it just, it. I don't know. It just is weird to me that no one seems to notice. And there are a lot of things about this movie that don't seem. But uh, yeah, like the chick doesn't notice that the the blonde dude shows up to pick her up on a moped. <laughs> Does he like the wind blowing through his pussy when he rides that thing? <laughs> Speaking of riding, dude, what about in the beginning when that kid gets knocked by a mop bucket and he can, he proceeds to stay inside of a mop bucket flying <laughs> down the, the campus oh. and people have to jump out of his way? It's a mop bucket. All you got to do is roll over and fall out of it. It's an inch off the ground. Right. <laughs> I thought Bud the Chud was like the worst thing I ever saw. This was silly, so it carried me a bit, and it jumped around, but oh my god, I thought it was horrendous. I, I despise this movie. I, well, dude, you gotta love that this is puppets and not CGI, at least. Oh, I do like that. I mean, there were these, these rubbery was, things. Yeah. Except that it was Garbage Pill Kids. Yeah, it was Garbage Pill Kid puppets. <laughs> There's just one thing I didn't understand, okay? The chick, her first boyfriend is like a dick so she doesn't want to she's or she, well because he, he's like um i was gonna say razzing how old does that make me um he she was like giving shit to the to the young guys or whatever and she was like oh i don't want to be around that or whatever she said so then she decides to go out with the blonde guy who's like a fucking he's worse right. i mean he's like a nazi i don't know <laughs> <laughs> How is this better? Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. This guy actually tried to kill people. <laughs> right. It's just bizarre. What about the kills in the movie, though? Like, the guy Wesley, his his back is snapped like Freddy vs. Jason when he gets, like, flushed down the toilet. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that was pretty funny. Yeah, like, the ghoulies trash the frat house. They're just being little assholes. Like they're not scary in this movie. They're just right. being little assholes. Like the like the whole beer thing. Like they open the refrigerator and there's all the beer, and uh, I'm like, you're just they're just assholes. That's all. <laughs> that's all there is to it. You know, it's not even a horror. The whole thing with the comic book, well, with the professor and the um, 
try like controlling them. Oh yeah, Uncle Walt. Did you you know that uh, professor? Yeah. That's Uncle Walt from the Twilight Zone, and it's funny because yeah. we covered Piranha last week on Exploding Heads, and I called him Uncle Walt then too, and 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 Christian and Brandon acted like I was ridiculous for not knowing his name. Oh, that's so and so. He's been in so many movies. Scott something. I don't know what his name is, but it's so weird. I've never seen him outside of the Twilight Zone movie ever. And then I watch a movie last week, Piranha, and he's in it. And then I watch Ghoulies Three for this show, and he's in it. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe he is around. I don't know. <laughs> Do the hat trick, Uncle I'd- Walt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like why couldn't he just, or why didn't they just, right? Uh, oh, shit. like rip up the comic know, was, book or something. Like, why didn't they just take it away from him? You know, or like there was a point where he was either sleeping or tied, or they had him tied up or something. Anyway, they could have just taken it away, and they didn't do that. And I'm like, you're right there. Why don't you just take it? Just take it. You know, because yeah. that's how he's, because he's threatening, you know, he's threatening them with it, you know, and they're like, no, no. Oh, I'm shaking in my little paper mache boots. Yeah, there's like a, a lot of weird choices here. Like, even like how much time was put into the panty raid. <laughs> like, oh. That just went on forever. It was like so weird. And like uh, the kills again, uh, the toilet one was kind of funny. Then you get this plunger shower kill where the girl's face gets stretched when the plunger pulls off. Her oh, face. that was so dumb. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> oh, how about the cartoon stars around the freaking one ghoulie's head when he got hit? Oh, you know? yeah. Well, not birds. They were stars, so they weren't chirping. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was terrible. How do you put that in a fucking somewhat of a horror movie? It just, it just destroyed me. And you know what? That you guys remember that alligator, that that inflatable alligator? Or oh, I thought, I thought you meant alligator. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Yeah, he's a freaking garbage bill kid. Toes. Did you see yeah, that shit though? Toes. Uh, the inflatable alligator. And, um, why? Remind me what happened. Well, there was just this part, and all of a sudden, there was this big inflatable alligator. It was a prank they were playing; they were doing something. If you guys don't remember the alligator, it's not going to do me any good because I made him. I had the exact same alligator when I was a kid, oh, really? and I even made a horror movie about it. I called it Chomp. It was like you know, like a Jaws ripoff, but it was an alligator. Yeah, but anyway, nobody knows. Aw, that's cute. Thanks. The big green inflatable one with the handles on top of it. Yes, that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had that. Yeah. Yeah, I had it too. I made a movie out of him, and we did a. We made a movie. It was called Chomp. It was about. It was like basically like alligator. Even though I never saw alligator, I was aware of the the urban legend about flushing it down the toilet and it coming back big. So the movie was about. The, I had a little rubber alligator. I pretended the husband got mad and flushed it down the toilet, and then it came back. And we had, a, you know, we ended up dressing up like Rambo and going out there and fighting it. And I made this horror movie, and like half an hour into it, and this never happens. It only happened this one time. But all of a sudden. Everything went black, and you could just hear us for, like, 20 minutes. So uh, the movie ended up being scrapped. I was so devastated. Yeah. Anyway, wow. that was Chomp. Yep. <laughs> chomp. Like, it's something that exists. That was Chomp. One hour into this movie, it's, you know, it's prank week for the college kids, and one hour into it, they realize someone besides both frats is doing this shit. Um, so the professor <laughs> sends the ghoulies to kill the main guy in the movie, I think what you enjoyed, Jamie, was like I think it was good acting from the main guy in the movie and stuff. I mean, they were, you know, um, the the two main guy, like the two the two friends, or they were they were charming. Like it was the like I, you could pull them out of any eighties right. college movie, 
and they, you you know, buy it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And that's so it would as long as that's the thing is like if I were watching an 80s comedy, then I would be like, oh, okay. But I wasn't watching an 80s comedy. I was watching a Ghoulies movie and it just didn't seem like it was supposed to be a Ghoulies movie. You know what I mean? Like, I I think the the college parts were passable and interesting. And these two, these characters were, were fun. Like you could like, yeah, like you said, just pull them out of. It, or I said, I don't you know. Said I, just, I just agreed with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could see those characters in movies and stuff, and, and so it fits. But um, I think the problem here is that it they they were focused so hard on the college part that they forgot that it was supposed to be a Ghoulies movie. And then when they did make it a Ghoulies movie, the Ghoulies parts weren't attempting to be horrific or scary or anything. They were just little assholes. So it was... Um, and they were kind of not not fun, you know. Like I don't know, I didn't think the ghouly portions were were interesting, fun. They were kind of annoying. They're fun to look at, but yeah, like I like the creature design, but it just they were like blah, 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 blah. yeah. I mean, it was basically well, like I said, like and and like Dave agreed with me with the garbage pail kids thing. They acted just like them, like and they yes. sounded like them, and they they. It was like watching uh, the Garbage Pail Kids run around. It's exactly what I kept thinking of. I would love to buy those three ghoulies. Like, if they made life-size, like, rubber puppets of those. Uh, I believe someone has. I, I want to say I've looked those up in the past because I was going to get some um, just to have them. But, yeah, they're um, so cute. Yeah, I think so. I like them. All right. <clears throat> well, that's Ghoulies 3. Uh, yeah, it's just a bizarre entry but uh i'm glad i'm not the only one who made the garbage pill kids connection <laughs> oh totally was so, i thought it was so obvious the way they talked the way they sounded the way they acted it was total garbage pill kids oh my god uh, alex remember when i told you <laughs> remember alex you sent me that text the other day yeah and you said and we'll was... be talking about it yep that's what i was talking about yeah <laughs> crazy uh, okay well so steer clear of Ghoulies 3, stop at 2, unless you want to yeah. see this for some reason. I don't recommend it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Definitely search out Ghoulies 4, because that's just odd. And um, I believe the guy from the first Ghoulies movie uh, returns for 4, believe it or not. Oh, I like House 4. Yeah, <laughs> the way Roger Cobb came back for 4. And when I met Roger Cobb from House, I said to him, like, I think I have it on video of me asking him, too. I said, so... Uh, William Cat? <laughs> yeah, William Cat. I said, so when you were in House 4, was that you, like, doing a favor or something? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I was doing a favor for... Uh, I thought he said Sean Cunningham, but I can't imagine he had anything to do with that movie. So he, he must have said something else. But somebody who had some kind of, like, he cared about them because they did... They worked together in the past. But, uh, yeah, so Roger Cobb comes back for House 4... And, like, he's only in five minutes. They flip a car and he dies. And then the mom and daughter are left to be in the house alone. It's so stupid. I do. I, I can't believe that somebody would pay money. And everybody was, apparently. Everyone was boasting about, how the fuck could you even pay money for that? You have one good movie and then shit balls. And one of them, the horror show, you could have got some other place. Uh, I, I actually bought it. You did? <laughs> Well, Jerry, we weren't going to. And then Jerry Herring said he found it on Amazon UK. And 
It w- the only reason I got it is because um, supposedly there was a lot of bonus stuff for House that's not... And House has never been on Blu-ray. And I did have the horror show on Blu-ray. But uh, right. I was just going to get House 1 only. But I thought... I think that was like $26. So he got me the whole box set for like 34 So I figured, well, let me just have that to have it. Um, and I figured maybe there's some cool bonus stuff. So for an extra $8, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if you're going to pay $26 for a Blu-ray of House, then right. I could see someone taking it. I, I figured it wouldn't be that much money. I figured it'd be a $15 buy just to buy one movie. But Or I think it was a two-pack. It was. House 1 and 2. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it was a little even even more, or I think I'm right. So I think that was the logic. Just for eight more dollars, we get all four, and just to, you know, happen. Yeah, yeah. That's how they so get I, you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it happened. Hey, Alex, this is Robert Ruffler, and I heard that you have a female co-host on the show. I have a question for you, bro. Yeah. Are you mounting your nightly or what? <laughs> yeah, I want to know why I'm not. You know, that's a very good question, but I think the answer is very obvious. So, I guess we'll go to Paranormal Activity franchise and see where that jumped the shark. Now, I'm not going to be much help. You guys are probably way better versed on this. We are. I know we both are. <laughs> Jamie and I are very familiar with it. I think we both love it for the most part. The, the series as a whole, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, where do you guys feel this jumps the shark? Four. Jamie? I Yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Question. Am I the only one who hated part two? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think probably the only person in the world. Well, if you like one, you think you like two. People that like one like two. People that don't like one hate them all. But I mean... <laughs> no, I, I love one. Uh, wow. See, uh, maybe I'm a sucker for these franchises where it's the continuing story and there's more mythology and they go... I, I think part one, two, and three, this is one of the rare, rare franchises that I thought they got better as they went along. Like, yeah, like uh, one and then two was better than one and three was better than two. And then, boom, and then they, they shit the bed with four. And if, I don't even think four is a horrible movie at all. I think it's an average horror movie. But considering what came before, how they kept one-upping themselves each movie, by the time they got here, this was just kind of like blah and bland, and they didn't do enough. It was just not enough there. And the ending was very, very stupid. But wow. That's uh, my take. I remember, like, wow. when I was bashing part two, I remember saying... How many times are we going to start off each incident with going through the entire camera layout of the house? Like, didn't they start every single time? First we go to the pool, then we go to the garbage can, then we, like, and it kept going through the whole spiel every, it almost was like watching the intro of a TV show, like if you're, if you're binge watching something and you have to sit through the intro a hundred (laughs) times. <laughs> like that's, that's what that felt like. I swear <laughs> to God. And I was like, "How many?" And I, I mean, little things like that irk me. You know, like when I notice weird stuff like that, and it just yeah, like but the story. You didn't love the story and finding out more about the two sisters and everything else. And it, again, they went up. They basically went up what they did in part one. They always added something new and cooler to the mix. You didn't get into the. I could see maybe that being like off-putting. I bet if you watch it again, though. Uh, did you watch it again for the show? No, no. I, I didn't get a. I didn't get to. Try it again, dude. 
watch it again and, and yeah. just tell me what you think after. Yeah, maybe watch one and then two. Just like, you know, find some time to watch as many as you can, really, and then and then come back because I think the story okay. is really good at doing what they do with it. I, don't, I know Jamie must keep doing. Three's three's my favorite. Yeah, it's my me favorite too, of the franchise. Man. Yeah. So four, what happens and why is it bad? Four is when they they first introduce the whole witch coven thing. Meaning? Are they witches? It's witch. Yeah, well, the, they're basically at the witches. very end. At, um, you get that whole scene in the house where the all of a sudden these witches just start coming out of everywhere, and it turns it from being. A simple that all right. This is what it was, very basic in that there was something in the house, there was a presence in the house, and it was doing things, you know. But it was just like an evil presence. Well, then in the fourth one, they they go away from that just being a very simple story to making it this whole like convoluted. Oh, like they try to add too much backstory and it got right, really right yeah i mean they tried to give it too much um too much history and like to like a reasoning they try to 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 give a reason for everything i'm like well just you know ugh. i liked it when it was simple i liked it when it was just scary because it was something unexplainable and creepy you know and then um they added too much to it and i think there was so much going on it was just so pack like going in i don't know i I remember when i saw it initially in the theater i was just like what the fuck like it just felt completely different to me from the other movies and i did not like where it was going i'm surprised at that because that was never that's never been my problem and they kind of had to go somewhere with it because they touched upon that whole angle even at three with the grandmother that she was part of something and then that whole certain, you know, the symbols yeah. we talked about it more in two. And this picks up where two left off. So all you know is that Katie comes and kills her sister, takes the baby and leaves. So you know they had to go somewhere else with it where it can't be Katie being haunted anymore. You know, it had to be like evil's really got to take take force and do something different now. So because I, I couldn't think of what else. I had to do that. Like, oh, I, mean, I agree. You didn't you didn't have a problem with what what okay, well if that's not what your problem was, what did you have a problem with about this movie? Well, uh, it was just very bland and like not enough happened. Like the only cool thing I think that really... too much happened. That was <laughs> really that's well, funny. I think it was just it was too busy. Well, you know, I, I like the whole thing they did with the Wyatt with, with like to me that was a great swerve. And I hate to say great because that's the only positive thing about this film to me was the way we got swerved with Katie and, and, and the kid across the street and then Wyatt and what's revealed about him being at this house. I 100 percent assumed that, you know, that she kidnapped the kid and the kids with her because how and that's also stupid because how could someone like that ever adopt a kid? She killed she killed this woman, stole a baby. I mean, I, maybe she's hooked up with witches and they have their ways and some of the, they're juiced in with somebody in an adoption agency or something, but that didn't make any sense. And, like, to me, the only good thing that happened was that one scene when, that, when, when uh, the main girl, the blonde girl, you know, when she rose out of her bed. But, like, they didn't add anything to it. Like, they did that connect thing, which is cool to look at, I guess. But it just seems like 
not enough happened. It was just the boys talking and, and, you know, getting together and we know something's up. And this girl's really smart, the teenage girl, but she's so smart she's calling shots the whole movie. Her parents are oblivious. She knows what's going on. But it makes zero sense when she meets Katie because Katie tells her that the boy looks like her mother, right? And she goes, yeah, I guess so. But then she realizes who the mother really is. Like the, the blonde girl, she knows who the mother is, so it would make no sense. She And she knows that there's an adoption. So wouldn't she have known then and there, hey, something's wronger, then she obviously knows who my brother really is. That's fucked up. You understand what I'm saying, Jamie, or no? Yeah, no, I do. I, I do. It's something she was so smart about everything else, but something that was blatantly obvious, yeah. it, it got right by her. It just... I don't know. Just, just each movie kept adding more stuff each time, and this movie just played it really safe. Like that's the way I look at. It. Like not enough happened. It's just not as intriguing as the others before. Not enough happens. It's just. Well, I guess maybe I really there isn't a lot happening, but to me it felt like it was just. I think because of the introduction of so many different parts, or or rather, so many trying to put so much of a backstory into it and trying to, and all the, I mean, like all of the, that coven was huge. Like there are just tons of them. Too much. That's and the shark I, jump right there, the end. The end is the hugest shark jump yeah, of Yeah, that, that <laughs> is exactly the moment when I was watching the film that I was like, ugh, was at the, was at the end. Yep. Um, I was actually okay with it until, and like all, most of the way through it. And then we get to that. And to me, I was just like, oh God, what's happening? Now, I will tell you this, though. I think they came back with the marked ones. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed the marked ones. And uh, uh, I liked I liked quite a bit about that about that movie. And I was like, oh, OK, now we're we're getting it back on track here. Yay. But then when they did Paranormal Activity 5. The ghost dimension. Yeah. The, oh, my God. That was just that. It's better than this. It's better than oh. part four. Uh, I just I, I don't like the fact that they made it visible like that they tried to to, to um get, get I like what I liked and and I guess this goes back to what I was saying initially is what I always enjoyed about these films in the beginning was the simplicity of it right. and when they, when they attempted to add visuals to it in the last one it, it just ruined the whole effect for me like it it um it it just like broke the fourth wall, blew everything out of the water and fucked it all up for me. You know, because with the initial ones, we all you need to do is use a little bit of imagination. And I was actually talking to a girl at work the other day about the first one because I found out that a girl that I work with is a huge horror fan, which, as you guys know, is like finding a freaking diamond on the road when you're walking down the street because, <laughs> totally. you know... It's when you're surrounded by normies all the time and no one gets your references and no one understands you and everyone's like, oh, are you a big hockey fan? Because of my Jason ring. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> wow. That's um, it's it's hockey town. Uh, you know, it gets it gets depressing, you know. And uh, so I actually ran into a girl. She's like, oh, my God, I love your ring. 
And then I was wearing some Ouija, some Ouija board earrings, like some planchette earrings, and she was, uh, started talking about those. And then she was like, "I I love horror movies." And and she wasn't just like, a, you know, like, "Oh my God, did you see Annabelle?" Which <laughs> which I have run into as well. And then you're like, like you think you're almost there. You think, "Oh, horror, f- oh fuck," you know. Um, <laughs> then they pull the rug out from under you. No, this chick was. She's like, I, you know, she was talking about the Omen. She was talking about Rosemary's Baby. She was talking about originals. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, be absolutely. And we're talking about, oh, Evil Dead. Um, I mean, just just I mean, just all over. I mean, just like I would just throw a movie out there. Romero stuff. You know, she was upset that Romero died. I mean, it was it was, you know, I was like, oh, holy shit. OK, She's well, legit. then. Well, then um, she brought up uh, Paranormal Activity, and she's like, do you like those movies? And I was like, yeah, I do. I really do. And um, I was talking about the first one. I was like, do you know what scared me the most about that first movie? That thing that would, that kept me up at night from watching Paranormal Activity was a very simple, simple thing. I mean, it, no. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Oh, oh, go ahead, Alex. I'm talking a lot. You guess for No, me. no, go ahead. You guess, and I'll see if we had the same guess. The, the when Katie's just standing there and the time's going and going and going fast motion and she's just sitting there rocking back and forth and standing in the same spot. No, damn. I was gonna say when they're sleeping and that big uh, bang hit the wall. No, uh. even simpler. But then both of those, it's when they're sleeping oh. <laughs> and the <laughs> and the hall light comes on and then the oh. hall light goes back off. That's it. That scares the shit out of me. Because I'm thinking, what the hell's going on in my house when I'm not when I'm sleeping and I don't know? Yeah, what if it's happening to us? I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. You know what? I went to the movies and I saw this the first time it came out, and the person I went with fucking hated it. Part one, and I loved it. And what we came here's what happens. The bottom line is, if you don't believe that's possible at all, you're not gonna get it. Like that's the shit that scares me. What's happening when I'm sleeping? Can there be supernatural forces? Right. Maybe. I don't fucking believe in zombies whatsoever. And this person's terrified of zombies. To me, zombies, I enjoy the movies, but they don't scare me as much as other type of movie because I don't believe it's possible whatsoever for zombies. Same thing with creature features. I figured it out. The shit that I believe, and I think not just me, I think all of us as horror fans, the things that we believe are the most possible are the things I think that scare us the most. I could be wrong, but yeah. Well, that, paranormal I, stuff, is, paranormal stuff, will scare me more than anything else, and it's partially because, um, because I do ha- have a belief in that's that you know that weird shit happens, you know, and you can't explain it. But to me, they're scarier than like a um, a serial killer, which is a definite reality. You know that actually does happen. But to me, the paranormal stuff is scarier than a serial killer because with paranormal stuff, you can't fight what you can't see. You can't control what doesn't have a body, what isn't a physical presence. So if something's going on around you, then there's really nothing you can do about it. To me, that's what I think is scary. And then, you know, if you're sleeping at night and then just, I don't know, there was something really very simple but scary as shit to me about this, just the fact that the hall light came on and then the hall light went there was a goddamn demon in their hall you know right. that close to them and they don't even know it like where was the demon before he did that just hanging out in the kitchen or something <laughs> I think it was like in the in the uh, 
they spent a lot of time in the ceiling. That's where the picture was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But um. Yeah, but they're otherworldly. That's what's scary. They're stronger yeah. than us because they come from other worlds and they can do shit to our world. And we know they we can can't do shit to their world. Punch a hole right through this and right through and into take our your world. daughter. Yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> of course, you know, I'm I love you. I love you. <laughs> love you, too. Of course, I'm getting um, that shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I love ghosts and paranormal. I just wish like I'm beginning, you know, we did the ghost show and, you know, we had those weird experiences. But, you know, I'm trying to wonder if like we were all just uh, crazy or something, because I just feel like if this was real, it would be more prevalent and happening all the time. And now, especially with everybody walking around with cameras and phones on or cameras and uh, video cameras constantly, you would think that hundreds of videos would be popping up everywhere of this shit. And like, you know, eight, there's like, what, 8.7 pe- billion people in the world every moment and this keeps happening every hundred years. So we have billions and billions of dead people that should be ghosts now. And, like, nothing really happens and stuff. So, I don't know. Like, the thing that spooked me about Paranormal Activity, the first one, is that the simplicity made it more real. Like, if, you know, the couches were just lifting up and flying at them and hitting the wall, if they ducked and stuff, that would just seem, like, dumb. But I think the simplicity of just a light going on then off makes it so much, brings it to real life, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And people criticize that. That's the crazy part. Ever someone criticize like, oh, that big fucking deal, a light went on and off. Yeah, whoopee. Th- that's how they talk. Right? Well, like, you oh. didn't do it. Th- this is what kills me. A light <laughs> right. went off and went on and off in your house, and you didn't do it. Does that right. not freak you out? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. They're thinking about from the movie making aspect. That's what I'm saying. They're they're thinking it's cheap that some guy put a camera on some person and someone went in the other room and turned a hall light switch on and turned it off and they're like that's stupid I could do that well guess what asshole you didn't you didn't do it you didn't make money off it these people did so <laughs> you must be an idiot you know the asshole here. <laughs> right <laughs> shit uh, what was the one thing you were telling me that you thought Paranormal Four was really missing yeah I mean even though she was in it. The whole storyline of Katie being in there from beginning to end. We we were with Katie in part one, part two, and as a child in part three, it was always about Katie. And then she was kind of missing from this movie. Like I said, she comes in later. She she's involved, but not the same way. We were so used to following her story, and this this it was kind of like she was an afterthought. Right. And the movie turned out to be an afterbirth. <sighs> a fucking stillbirth. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Hi, this is Doc Bradley, Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew, and you'd better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. We are going to move on to the ever-popular Hellraiser (laughs) uh, franchise of movies. Now, um... You know, the easy thing to say is that part five is the shark jumper because that's when it got really... I mean, there are Hellraiser uh, apologists who will tell you that, oh, part five and six are some of my favorite movies. 
because it, it showed you this and that about people's, you know, psyche or whatever. And it's like, uh, yeah, nice try, dude. They suck. So you could go there easily, but uh, no, the Hellraiser series is not without flaws before that. And, you know, part one, it is what it is. A lot of people, it's a very basic movie, honestly. I mean, most of it is just dragging people up to an attic and hitting them over the head and blood getting drank by this guy, Frank, who comes back to life with every drop of blood and his body grows more. And then two is like a whole expansion that people really do like. I know, Dave, you like part two Hellraiser a lot, right? Yeah, I like one better, but I think one and two are both great films. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get to three. It's not like the worst thing on earth, but it's definitely a drop in quality. And this is where, you know, if you're a purist of Hellraiser, it's like, okay. So in this one, this guy is a club. And they collect art, like black market art or something. And he gets this big statue to put in his bedroom because he lives upstairs in the club. And the statue is like a big, like, uh, look like the Han Solo thing when he was stuck in that graphite <laughs> yeah, fight or whatever. Carbonite. Carbonite, yeah. Carbonite. And, yeah. and uh, but it's like all four sides. And you can see Hellraiser's fa- uh, Pinhead's face in it and stuff. And then there's like, I guess there's other things around it. I, don't, I forgot what they are. But the idea here is that this guy learns to bring girls into his bedroom, fuck them, and then sort of push them towards Pinhead. <laughs> and he'll do the rest, which is like, uh, just, I guess, put the hooks in him and then suck them into his I kind of forgot how it happens, but but uh, it just gives him power, I guess. Um, yeah, same as Frank. He gets their flesh and their blood and feeds off it, and it allows him to come back into this, this dimension. Yeah, and that's not like the worst premise, but I mean, it's just odd. So the acting of the cameraman and the opener, it's just like, wow. Like right there, that long-haired guy <laughs> who's like friends with the main girl. Remember she tells him later on in the movie to meet her, meet her somewhere, and he gets killed? Yeah. He becomes a fucking Cenobite. How stupid is that? Yeah, he becomes a Cenobite. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. Dave loves the one scene, I'm sure, where the dude brought in a hospital with, like, the chains all over himself, and the, the chains, like, start, or they start pulling him, and then he has the exploding head. <laughs> <laughs> it was an exploding head. Dude, the beginning is actually fine. Right. I think the first, like, 30 minutes are fine and then it just completely completely goes off the rail i mean it's tolerable it's good the first half hour the first act is fine it's not on the caliber of one and two but for us for a part three in a franchise it's not a bad start you still have the christopher young score so it kind of feels like one and two you know it, it holds on to it a little bit right. but then mm-hmm. but then it, it just they do so many stupid moves like pinhead is all of a sudden leviathan he has the power to create cenobites it's just and it's just one dumb mistake right. and then it just then it gets comical thanks freddy and freaking the third act like bad it's well just, how about um you go to a, a gigantic club with hundreds of people and you say hi i'm looking for a pretty girl yeah <laughs> that narrows it down <laughs> oh uh okay go upstairs i think she just took a piss and i saw her going to that third champagne room over there like yeah uh, pretty girl we got one here i think yeah and then you get that trashy bitch who smokes more often than nurse marion from halloween 2 or (laughs) one both of them 
and she's going to help the reporter figure everything out. Uh, and then she gets so upset. She just she she's living with this girl for such a short time, and the thing that the girl is even even telling her, "I'm going to get you a job at, at the station I'm working at." And what what does what makes her flip her wig? She hears that the girl's going to move away. Right. Who cares? She's already getting you a job. <laughs> I feel like she's her best friend. I mean, ah, fuck you. I'm a- Talk about getting butt hurt, man. Like, dude. <laughs> right. Get out of my grill. Right? And this guy, JP, the main guy of the movie, he's smoking a cigarette while he's banging this chick and, like, tweaking her nipples. And it's like, have you... Jamie, would you ever let a guy smoke a cigarette while he's banging you? No. <laughs> I mean, what if you get burned? What about a joint? Would you smoke a joint? Because I've done this before. Would While you you're have having sex, sex with a guy? Yeah, like you do a doggy style and you pass a joint between each other. You're Are you serious? Yeah, it's great, dude. Yeah. Jamie, would you partake in that if you were single? Or oh, hell, with Brian. If you go what, why, why would I have to be single? <laughs> no, I, 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 I know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian, let's get divorced. We can do this joint passing thing. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to incriminate Brian as smoking weed. That's all I was just saying. I don't know why he said it that way, but he's gonna get a knock on that door tomorrow. Would you Would you smoke? Would you pass a joint if you were yeah, doing it like doggy style? But it, to me, that's different from a, a cigarette because it right. doesn't. Yeah, cigarettes don't get you high. A cigarette stays well. Well, yeah, but I mean, a cigarette also like has that really hot. I mean, and it, like if you granny ash a cigarette, you're gonna burn a hole in someone's ass, you know? True. What if you um, put the ashtray on your back while he was doing it? <laughs> <laughs> then that's just a potential mess. <laughs> yes, it is. Just know, you know what? Just wait. How about that? You know, <laughs> you can wait a few minutes. Yeah, he wants to be cool like Slash. You know, well, you, you know ever what? see like Slash smoking when he's playing? If, if it's that bad that you can't wait, just wear a patch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get a patch, right? Would you bang a guy who just got done shitting in a pizza box? <laughs> oh god okay so uh how about like the, like a, a whole dude the exchange between the girl the hot blonde he's banging where she's like you gave me a rose and he goes and tomorrow i'll give it to someone else <laughs> like that great. is amazing what a prick oh it's that great such a prick it's you know who he is though. I'm gonna give the devil his due. The bachelor. He's the bachelor. They they ripped him off. Yeah. Well, even with the rose thing. That's what I'm saying. He's the bachelor. That's fucking. And they, he's they, a he's a yeah. fucking prick though. I I oh, yeah. I don't understand. To me, I never understand how guy how desperate are these girls that they're fucking these guys. I don't. Funny. Well, I guess they figure. Yeah, he owns the club. Yeah, but never have I ever like it. That has never been a factor to me if you're that much of a dick you're not getting your dick anywhere near me you know what i mean like i don't know well they just count the heads in there they know how much they pay to get in and they figure this asshole's making you know money hand uh, over. yeah but you think an asshole like that is gonna give anything to you right well that's that's the old well, thing. he's nice at first remember he does he, he, he doesn't treat her like shit until it's over with, remember? How complimentary. He straight out freaking Max on her. Yeah. You know, he comes in there and gives you a rose, says nice things. Come on back. Oh, I'm JP. I'm the owner of this establishment. Right. He, he's smooth. You know what I'm saying? He does the Maybe same thing I would do. it's just that that type of guy just seems like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how suave you think you are. Well, you're smart, Jamie. That kind of guy, 
would never get anywhere. You know what I mean? I just, it just, I don't know. You're not a, you're not a ditzy blonde that fucking hangs out at a bar. These girls are fucking retards. You expect them to have some kind of like, oh, you know, I'm going to think this one through. Uh, yeah. I had this, I had this 21 year old uh, hitting on me last week. And, um, like, he was trying really hard. And I was like, no, sorry. Do you see this Jason ring? I was like, <laughs> I was like, first of all, I married, you know, and um, and then I was like, but even if I wasn't, no thanks. And he's like, what? Why? I'm like, because I'm not a 21 year old girl. That's the kind of person who falls for the bullshit you're pulling right now. And he's like. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> like, he even knew it. He even knew it. And he awesome. was like, and I was like, does that shit even work? Like, why do you even, why do you even use that shit? He's like, because I'm 21 and it works when they're 21. <laughs> yeah, it works, Jamie. There's people, man. Right. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. But, you know, I've, no, I've, um, no, I'm kind of past that. But thanks anyway. <laughs> so, uh, we learned Pinhead's origins in this movie. So that's, uh. That's interesting, I guess. So the chains attack the club. Pinhead. That's terrible. Club scene. It's a good scene in retrospect, as a scene from a horror film, but it's terrible in in the Hellraiser universe, I think. And Pinhead getting shocked when he went to grab the box uh, from the reporter reminded me of uh, like when Dorothy tries to grab the red slippers from or no when the witch tries to grab them from Dorothy right. I'm like what the fuck is this that's fucking great <laughs> so you're right so this guy just like Dave said he turned this fucking horrible actor the cameraman turns into a Cenobite with a, a camera for one of his eyes or something and it's like yeah, I was gonna oh. ask if you guys were gonna bring up the Cenobites from oh god are you kidding they're horrible they're horrible. You got the the smoking chick, the barbed wire face guy, the, yeah, the CD, the CD guy, guy, the fucking CD DJ. guy. Ugh. Does that CD Ugh. guy not remind you of what's his name from Super Mario? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Oh, I mean that live action movie. I don't know. Yeah, the oh, live action that. movie. Google Dennis. <laughs> Google like to see Dennis that, Hopper Lord. from Super Mario, and then this guy, and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> It's not similar. Just look at his hair. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so CD Cenobite equals Dennis Hopper Super Mario, huh? <laughs> it does to me. That's what I keep. That's what I think of whenever I look at him. God, these Cenobites are so, they're so bad. They're so Throwing CDs? Like, how obsolete could he be? <laughs> what would he do now? Right, <laughs> and they all have a catchphrase. Everything is a catch. It's like Five Freddies. It's oh, what God. the fuck am I watching? I can't stand it with the comedy. It's just, and, and the, the one moment it jumps the shark specifically that moment when the girl goes into church and they do it just so she can say that. And the priest's like, "There are no real demons." And then she goes, "Then what the fuck is that?" And she points it. And, that would never have happened in the first two hours. Oh. Oh, never, Dave. Are you ready for your close-up? That's a wrap. Oh. Come oh. on, man. It was terrible. Oh, I mean, he did it a little bit with Dr. Chenard in part in part two, where he did deliver some comical lines. It is true, but he but they made it just just over the top in this film. That's why it's a shark jumper, straight up, because it really does in every sense of the word. It freaking totally jumps the shark. There's nothing 
Well, like you said, that that church scene, like, talk about trying, talk about such a heavy-handed, let's make the most sacrilegious church (laughs) scene in history of horror. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Like, of course it's, I guess, shocking or whatever, but when it's surrounded by this, it's just, it's just like, well, you're obviously, what's it called? Is it Serbian film? It's almost like how that comes off. (laughs) Like, it's terrible. The girl who I said earlier who wouldn't stop smoking, even her Cenobite has a cigarette in her throat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so... It, they took the whole thing way too literally. Right. And it's just... it. No, no. They, they went a really stupid direction with all of them and took away any chance of remotely being frightening because of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just the tone, the dark grittiness of part one and, you know, the good follow-up of two. It's just, like, amazing how the, you know, you just don't have the right writers or directors or whatever and everything just falls apart. It's pretty amazing. But, yeah, that's uh, the clear shark jumper, unless you guys have anything else to say about Hellraiser 3. No. (laughs) No, and I agree. That is definitely where this series jumps the shark as far as I'm concerned and I don't think it ever really recovers right. there's some interesting ideas later on but they're, I don't think any of the executions are done well I enjoy 4 but yeah it's 4 is better than 3 I think yeah if given the choice I'll watch 4 over 3 now but I know what Jamie means it's not like such a stellar like no one's talking about Hellraiser 4 you know because it's just it's not a standout piece of uh, horror no greatness but but yeah i mean if you like hellraiser one and two you're really thankful for four and you appreciate it a lot we have two more movies uh for jump the shark part three so hello this is bert yo you listen to the skeleton crew and i don't sweat yo uh, Jump the Shark is where, you know, a franchise took a wrong turn, so let's get really literal, just like Hellraiser just got done doing, and cover Wrong Turn 3. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Wrong Turn is a pretty good movie, uh, good concept, uh, pretty intense, you feel a real feeling of threat, um, it's cool that you're, like, out in, like, West Virginia or whatever, and there's, like, these fucking inbred frightened retards running around and <laughs> you know you, you do not want to that's why you don't go somewhere where you know you don't know where you are and, and you don't know what's you know you don't I don't know but it's a great idea so part two you know that's something that you know is they instantly did not take seriously so they said well, let's make more of them and we'll have fun with this and part two was a pretty solid follow up like they had fun but um you know, it was a solid entry. So, no reason to pick on that movie. So, I think that's uh, the reality TV show one, if anybody's wondering. Yeah, Henry Rollins was in that one. I remember that. Yeah. So, now we get to Wrong Turn 3. And that is where things just get ridiculous. Um, okay. So, the the movie starts... With, uh, it seems like it's gonna be good because this girl is topless in the woods and she's hot and she gets an arrow and hand and then eyeball 
a rod gets rammed through a guy's mouth, and a guy gets sliced in three parts, and right there starts spelling disaster because the CGI in this is horrendous. Oh, so bad. <laughs> So bad. I think that 2000s... What year was this movie? Early 2000s, right? I mean... Yeah. I, I seriously think that CGI in the early 2000s is worse than it was in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know how. It, doesn't, it wouldn't make any sense. But the, the, the uh, if you don't have big budget in the 2000s, right. your CGI is just shit. And this... And here's the worst part about it. It wasn't necessary because when they showed gore, it was actually good gore. And, and and the first two movies of the series series also contained good gore, and they were continuing it here. And they made these conscious decisions to put in CG when they didn't even have to, because you see these aftermath scenes with the gore. So it wasn't even necessary. But it's like watching like and I haven't played it yet. But imagine one playing the Friday the Thirteenth video game now and having that stuff inserted in a freaking regular movie, like a kill from that. Right. Well, wasn't uh, wasn't it Stan Winston who did the the uh, the special effects in the first one? Oh, I don't even know. Well, I think he created. I think he created the um, uh, the, the designs the, of the, the creatures. Of, yeah, yeah, and um, so like that goes to him. And by the time this one came out, he was dead. They that's part. That's probably part of it is that they were missing him right I mean wouldn't that make sense yeah. yes it sure would but the yeah. thing is but I agree with the you gore was good you, don't you think I, in this movie when you saw gore yeah, when they actually yeah. yeah um but I think the reason that they didn't rely on it as much um or it, maybe it um contributes to it some you know the reason they didn't actually use it as much as they did in say the first one which was all as I recall first one was all practical um, also and I think you're absolutely right about the CG in the early 2000s and and I think the reasoning for that is that previous to that if you wanted to do it you pretty much had to have a big budget and toward the late 90s and early 2000s is when it started to be more accessible to people with lower budgets. It just wasn't good, but you could get it. Well, like it's 2009. Could... So, um, well, I mean, even Shit. in there, like even now, all right, look at Asylum films even now. They still use shitty CGI. And yeah. it's because it's um, it's accessible to people with lower budgets. It's just not the good stuff. So, um to me, if I were them, and a lot of times they use it in places where they don't need to, where I don't even see how it's saving them money to do it, or saving them time, when it just seems like it would be cheaper and easier and better looking to use practical effects. So why not just do it? They could have an asshole sit in a in front of a computer for like a week, crafting like a blood spurt out of an eye or whatever... And they could, this idiot can do that while they're spending real time shooting things and, uh, you know, uh, getting sets together and getting lighting and this and that. Like, it does save time, I suppose, like, because one guy could be doing that while they're doing real stuff, you know, uh, during the two months or whatever it takes to film a movie. So I suppose that can help, but uh, it doesn't look any better and it's just a, a waste. You know, and it's just a side note, this, um, the main guy 
who seems to be in all of these movies. Uh, his name is Three Finger. I don't know if anybody knows that because they don't ever say. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. It's it's the most bizarre thing ever because he is played <laughs> by a new guy every single time. I like almost every single time he's in a movie. So in the oh. first movie, he's played by Julian Richings, and then he's back in part two, uh, uh, played by Jeff Scrutton. Then in three, he's played by. Borislav Liev. Then in four, he's played by two people, Sean Skeen and Blaine Caprida or Cyperda. And then in five, the guy from part three comes back, this Borislav Liev. And then in six, another person plays him, Radslave. Parvav. It's all like uh, Russian people, I guess, or something. A lot of that I noticed. There, there's there's a lot of people like that. Uh, I was looking at the Wrong Turn 3 makeup department to, to compare, and, and there's a lot on there, too. And, and you're right, Jamie. It was Stan Winston. It wasn't him himself, but it was his makeup department for part one. But it was like half of the people on there were from Stan Winston's, you know, uh, makeup department. What's the word I'm looking for? Makeup studio, whatever it is. His, his shit, you know? Yeah. But in, I was pretty was sure that he actually designed. I want to say during a commentary I watched on that once that he that he actually did design the creatures themselves. But he, I could be making that up. He just wasn't. But I that that he, wasn't he wasn't involved in two, and then he didn't die until 2010. But you know, and this you said this was what 2009. But like around that time, he was doing shit like Avatar and Shutter Island and Pandorum. You know, actual movies. Mm-hmm. So. um... <laughs> I guess he had sort of after the first one, he just distanced himself from this series. Got so. paid, got paid, man. Shit, <laughs> big studios, and this movie has a fucking a four million dollar budget. Wrong turn, right? Man, like and like, just the character. A lot of people complain. This is this one. For those who don't remember, this is the Prison Break one. You know, they're like transporting criminals or whatever, and then you know these these hillbillies make the bus crash, and then uh, from there, these prisoners are going through the woods trying to get somewhere besides the woods, and a cop is helping them. He supposedly knows a way or something. So uh, they're in it, they're in prison, and ha- this has to be the like the most lamest exchange between the Irish and the Mexican. Uh, this beef they got going, and it seems like it's something you would imagine happens if you're like 14 years old and you've never been to prison, and you have no idea, you never left the house either, and you just figure this is how people talk to each other. Like if you want to see how it's really done, watch Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> like that prison <laughs> type of exchange is how it actually happens. Like this is a fucking laughable joke. So the the hill how about the hillbilly who gets caught in his own trap. Now this the main Spanish guy didn't he come off or seem to you guys? I know Dave hates action, but maybe Jamie knows. Didn't he? Is this not like a poor man Steven Seagal? <laughs> I think Steven Seagal is a poor man Steven Seagal, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah, why couldn't they get Steven Seagal in 2009, right? I'm sure they could have if they really tried. 
A lot of a lot of direct-to-video movies, which is what he's been doing for a very long time. And eating sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely scarfing them down. That, that's true. You know, I'll say this. This is the first time I've seen this movie. I've seen one and two before. I just wasn't interested in the others. And the premise is not terrible. I'm I'm actually okay with uh, the whole prison. It's something a little different, you know. The, the bus breaks down. Uh, the plot, you know, what we're what we're dealing with here, they're not really bad ideas. The biggest problem, there's some stupid, really stupid things that happen that make no sense. Like why that girl is still in the woods two days later? She's not being held captive. She just comes upon these people out of nowhere, like she's fucking Goldilocks or something, walking around <laughs> the woods. Like, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get a scene later on where um. Nobody saw a tow truck come in and freaking set a trap for someone. They're right there. The tow truck, they would have at least heard it. They, act, they acted like it was a big surprise. Just stupid amateur filmmaking shit that you would expect amateurs to be doing. In a part three in the series, doesn't make sense. And later on, the guy's like, I can't kill anybody. I'm not a murderer. And so they let the, why not just shoot the guy's kneecap then if that's the case? You don't want him to chase you. Shoot him <laughs> in the knee and go. That's what I would have done, right? right. But, but that stuff there, some silly decisions that were made. But the CGI was really bad. Just when that guy's face freaking slid off, that one shot, what are you doing, man? That could have been amazing. Could have, but, you know, even the way it was set up, you knew it was going to be some bad. By the time, at this point of the movie, you knew when they were setting that up that it was going to be a terrible CG thing. And it was. Like, the part you said in the beginning with the three three parts being cut into one. And this guy getting his face sliced off, just his face. Yeah. It was terrible. And how about how that one guy just drops a pole into his mouth and it goes all the way through. That's like, okay, Alex, you get at the bottom of a tree. I'm going to go up eh, maybe two stories. I'm going to drop a pole in your mouth and it's going to go right through your mouth and come out the bottom. I'm like, come <laughs> on. It's bad. All these people. Like, what a bozo handing the black guy an empty gun to kill Chavez. <laughs> and he gets... So, he pulls and then nothing happens, and he gets shot in the head instead. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> like, and then he starts uh, he starts punching the CO after he pops the rafts. That was like the lamest thing ever, dude. <laughs> yeah. So they they behead the hillbilly son <laughs> so he could see it. <laughs> But yeah, like the face sliding off, that's amazing. Uh, he cuts the guy's legs off under the knee joint. It's all just like a joke. It is. It's too far-fetched. Everything's too far-fetched, honestly. Yeah. And Chavez has no charisma. Like, he can't carry You're right. any scenes. You're right. You know who it should have been? The guy from Saw 2 that we all hated. Oh, God. Because he was so good at his job that we don't even want to watch the movie anymore because he was so annoying. <laughs> I mean, you want an asshole. That you mean the true. guy that I said if I ever saw him on the street in real life, I would punch him in the face? <laughs> yes. I, he was so good at that role that I hate the actor. Right. Maybe okay, maybe it's a bad idea because I think we all feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get jumped one day by a bunch of pissed off horror fans. <laughs> You're like, an asshole. <laughs> and the, the, the fight between Chavez and the white guy, it just went on forever. Ever. Ugh. Oh my god. Didn't they even throw those noises in there? Those freaking punch noises and shit, like from an 80s action I think they were flight. trying to do like a They Live thing. Uh, oh, like... the Roddy Piper brawl? Yeah. The brawl? Whatever yeah, that. it just never ended. <laughs> I think 
Rocky vs. Apollo Creed in Part 2 was shorter than this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was un- unbelievable. Uh-huh. Um, now, it's just one hillbilly instead of the three brothers this time, which which was Dumb. weird. Cause, yeah, like, they're establishing now that, I guess, Three Finger is, like, their main guy. Which, you know, a black person played Three Finger at one point. Really? Uh, yeah, I remember, I think it was either... Uh, four or five i remember looking up one time because i just felt that every time i see this guy he just looks different and then i was wondering it must be bad makeup i remember part five definitely i thought it was bad makeup and then i was just thinking wow that guy must be really dedicated to this part or they're paying him something (laughs) so i I looked up you know i looked up who he was years ago and i was like oh wait and i found out like yeah tons of people Wow, well, if one's a black guy, then I guess it's pretty good makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never knew he was a black guy. Shit. <laughs> so the hillbilly burns all the money, like the Joker. Oh, yeah. Along with the white dude, I think. And the main Spanish guy goes on to deliver more poor dialogue. And uh, we get to see uh, bloody tits of that hot cop who was, what was she, like, chained? I thought that was somebody's name, and I was like, I don't remember them. <laughs> bloody tits. Bloody, bloody tits. tits. Bloody tits. <laughs> Isn't that Jason Lloyd podcast? Uh, hey, bloody tits. <laughs> <laughs> bloody tits. He, if he renamed it, he'd probably get more downloads. Yeah, bloody tits. Tits sells. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's a disturbing Jason. thought. <laughs> bloody yeah. tits horror podcast. Yes. Jason, <laughs> I just revolutionized <laughs> He'll get kicked off, you know him, Mr. Band. He'll get kicked yeah. off I probably. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't promote it. Facebook would slap him every time. <laughs> yeah, every okay. time he turn around, I'm off Facebook for a week. I'm off Facebook for a few days. I posted a girl with cum all over her face. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> it could have been frosting. Yeah, how do they know what it was? That's literally what he said, though. He goes, it could have been frosting, you know, he told me. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I guess there's no proof that it's come. According to Jerry from Kill the Cast, it's it's Photoshop. So, I don't know. He claims these aren't real. Maybe not. So, uh, the Battle of Chavez and the Hillbilly, uh, like, I... I... (laughs) That sounds like a movie title in its own. The Battle, <laughs> the Battle of Chavez and the Hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's with the one... What is with... I don't like when these... I understand that they're, like, inbreds, but I don't get it, man. You get shot and that doesn't affect you? Like, even if your nerve endings are shot... That's the one thing that has always bothered me about this series. And as much as I do... Like, I genuinely think that wrong turn the original is a is a solid really good movie like mm-hmm. i i love the characters because i love elijah dushku i love jeremy sisto um just anyway and i think they play really good characters that you actually care about i think there are some really tense moments that uh that work and um they have some cool shots like the the chopping of the head you know, in the tree where the body, the head stays there and the body just kind of like yeah. <laughs> falls down. I love that scene. 
I mean, that is a, it, to me, it's a damn good solid film. Like it really is. But the one thing that has always bothered me about this is what about being inbred makes you impervious to death? You know, I mean, it's not like they're supernatural. It's not like they're um, some kind of radioactive creature or something that has some kind of magical powers. No, they're just inbred. And so I, I don't really get that. And to be honest, it didn't necessarily bother me all that much until Brian brought it up one year, one time, and like a couple years ago. And I was like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can't get that out of my head now every time I'm watching this movie. Wow. Or these movies. It's because they're deformed, right? It's because it's the Jason effect because you're a mongoloid. That means you have super strength too. That's like horror movie logic now. I try <laughs> to it? make logic out of it. And what I'm thinking is like, maybe their nerve endings don't work the same. They're dulled or something from being like retards. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like, but here's here's the problem with that theory. Okay, sure. Let's get let's give them that. It doesn't hurt you. Okay, fine. But wouldn't the bullet immobilize you? Yes. Whether or not you feel it, wouldn't your leg just sort of collapse to the floor when you go to step on it or something? Yeah. I mean, it's like somebody trying to, like, whenever, have you ever watched a movie where, like, someone falls and they break their leg and then they get, I mean, it's, like, broken, broken. Like, you can see it broken. And then they get up and start running. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like, those endorphins kick in and they don't even know what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care what you're, I don't care if you have a, like, how, I don't care how much adrenaline is pumping through your veins. If your limbs are physically broken, they're not going to work. I mean, it's just <laughs> physics. Physics is physics, you know. Unless you're on PCP. If your leg is snapped <laughs> in two, it's not going to hold you up. It's just not because they're just it's not there. The support's not there. You know, if you break your hand, you're not going to be able to pull a trigger because you're it won't physically work. I don't care if you can work through the pain. It won't work. Yeah. So that's what I don't get, uh, you know, uh, about these guys. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'll even, I was like, all right, well, you know how, like, they have the the, the bulges and stuff, like, yeah. from being deformed? I'm like, okay, maybe that's, like, uh, scar tissue or extra fatty tissue that, like, absorbs things or, um, like, say, a bullet could get lodged in there. So I don't know. I Like, I, I'm trying to give them as much leeway as I possibly can, right? Well, you know, check it out, though. You 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 kind of have to give it a pass because if you don't, then you would have to discredit zombies too. Well, I mean, and honestly, decayed, if, if you, you know? do, at least though, in zombie movie, and 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 you yeah, know, that makes yeah, no seriously, sense. if you stop, if you stop and think about it hard enough, zombies it doesn't work at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at least in most zombie movies, if you shoot out the leg, they're gonna fall down. I mean, they at least put that much thought into it. You know, yeah. um, they'll they'll drag themselves along, but um, but I mean, in reality, yeah, it doesn't. That, like, what? How can they smell you? You know, they wouldn't be able to smell you because they're not breathing. They're not intaking air. You know, I mean, so I mean, yeah, none of that. Oh, actually, you're right. I never thought about that zombies and the whole smell thing that they could smell us. What the fuck? Well, we still have minds in their heads, so I guess they have motor function. So they have maybe minds they in their heads. You um, know what the, I mean? They have brains, the so they thing can I, see. They can the hear, one, they can the one take on zombies I've always really thought was very cool and very creepy is Max Brooks when he wrote um, the Zombie Survival Guide. Um, he tells a story in there about zombies who like would eat so much flesh. 
but they're not digesting it because you know they're dead so they're not their bodies aren't digesting and taking in nourishment <laughs> so they would eat so much flesh that it would become it would come either busting out of their stomachs from being so full or it would come out their anus because like it would just push its way through their intestines because they were stuffing themselves so full. I always thought that was really cool and like a very disturbing thing. Um, But anyway, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't work and you're right. Like like zombies wouldn't work, but at least most of the time, if you take off a limb, then they're not going to be able to use it, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, you shoot them in the leg, they're going to stop. Or they, they'll, it'll slow them down at the very least. So. Well, you know what? You know, it's like 80 slashers. Like, it got to a point that any asshole was going to have the same power as Michael and Jason. Well, and that's true, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, you could stab them in the leg, and they're, they're, fu- they're fine. Like, just because they're sick enough or crazy enough or angry enough to kill random people for whatever motivation, they somehow become indestructible. So, if I were to just run amok and decide I want to kill everybody in uh, Saivis tomorrow and there are guards and they shoot me I'm just going to continue attacking everybody because I, I'm a killer and I can't be stopped <laughs> like how do they all be like do they know this ahead of time like to say well nothing affects me so I guess I could even go through with this notion I have of being a killer and it won't affect me any when like I, I don't even understand it's just like the dumbest it's all about fun and he keeps coming after you and that's the scary part you know it's no dumber than action movies and you love action movies like you know everyone's oh, shooting at these guys yeah all that shit Arnold Sly they threw a grenade at Arnold and it blew huh? him 30 he flew in the air over bushes and landed and all he had was like a scrape on his stomach <laughs> yeah dude it's, that's what they do in these movies they're t- it's, it's well i'm not gonna say they're terrible that's not my cup of tea but luckily horror doesn't always do it but all action movies seem to do i remember when i saw speed at the theater and i wanted to leave i think i was on a date so the reason i was there that they made some ridiculous truck with a jump uh, they made some jump with a bus it was so far-fetched that right then and there I wanted to leave, but I was on a date, and this chick wanted to see. I had to be a normal person. It was my, my first date with the girl, so I wasn't going to take her to see Dawn of the Dead day one. So, yeah, let's go see Speed. Okay, whatever. And I remember thinking, I didn't, I didn't really physically want to get up and walk out, but I checked out mentally. I was like, yeah, this is fucking. Oh yeah, awful. that was the the most ridiculous scene of the movie. But people love that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know who, but yeah. I no, guess. I mean action. It sells. People love going to action movies. They're, they're like the biggest thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, how about the one axe chop to the skull that, and he opens his lid, his lid of his head, and he starts eating. He slices his brain and eats it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then you got the CEO. Uh, his dog gets axed. Grr. Yeah, the hillbilly grabs a chain on the back of a moving truck. Oh, the CELA, he took a, a hook, I guess, and rammed it under the chin of the hillbilly. It comes out of his forehead, and he's still looking at him, smiling. <laughs> like, come on. Like, oh, God. Yeah, so, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Wrong Turn 3? Nah, man. What, what else is there to say? I didn't. And now you aren't you a fan of this series, Alex? I know you've talked about this before on this very podcast where you said you watched four, five, six, you've reviewed a couple. Do you think they're decent except for this one? Or is it, do they just, did this, did they jump the shark and they never got it back? 
Well, what I said was, I don't think anybody will ever remember this, but I said I was at someone's house one time. Yeah, you watched them all right in a row. You were at your grandmother's house or some party. Wow, or you know that? Yeah, you know, I can't remember. I can't forget anything I heard on a podcast. Like, I forget what I had for breakfast this morning, but yeah. Yeah, I remember wow. that. Wow, yeah, You yeah, watched right. them all in a row. I don't know if you said you were sick or you were at a party and you were bored, but you watched them like four or five of them in a row, and I think you said it was on a regular TV. I couldn't yeah, be wrong. Yeah, it was like Spike TV or something. There you go. And you said you were you kind of liked them, right? Yeah, it, dude, it's amazing how much better stuff gets when you don't want to be somewhere, but this is your <laughs> only refuge mentally. Right. Like, like if you could at least check out of mentally out of this party and escape into oh well I like horror I've heard of these I will watch these you know <laughs> and it's that minimalistic and when you could do that instead of sitting here and having these innocuous conversations with people you do not want to be with it it really brightens your day and uh, it was yeah. it was a ni- it was a nice time so I went out and I bought like um, like the three pack or whatever blu-rays and so I have like uh, the first five, uh, and five is horrible. We reviewed that in the Skeleton Girl. I remember that. That was the one. Okay, I get confused. That was one with Doug Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And um, then six, I the one that well, the one in the mansion or whatever. I did not like that. Jason Lloyd seems to be a big advocate of that, but I uh, I don't know, man. It's it wasn't fun or anything to me. It was like th- the people were in on it or something, and. I don't know, it's just some, like, weird, convoluted thing. But I heard they're doing, like, a part seven, even, uh, at some point. So I, that, I, I'd still watch it. But I'm, like, I was a half of an apologist about it. I used to, like, say that this one wasn't so bad. But um, when you watch it for a Jump the Shark, you do realize that, yeah, it's it's not good. And if you compare, it's like with all these, if you take this series and you watch the ones that came before it, like, in order, and then come to one, you'll really notice how bad it is by comparison. That goes for every movie we're talking about. That, that's how I feel, at least. So, our feature presentation, guys. Uh, well, first, I'm going to... I think this will be a fun uh, Jump the Shark segment, but I'm going to give you a little bit of bad news. Uh, Skeleton Crew has always been sort of cursed with scheduling, and especially in the summer. I think there was one summer that we even deliberately took off, and that was, like, uh, I think 2000... 14 maybe it was the one that sort of revolved around jaws so it might have been 13 actually uh we did the jaws retro and then from there like nothing until i think halloween or something but that was deliberate after that we try to have a big bash and have that whole nightmare on elm street retrospective which was all of july june and july i believe of 2015 summer's just always been tough for us i know in the last show we talked about doing a final destination retrospective as you know, we have not released a show in six weeks. We had all these plans, and I'm afraid that's going to have to be put on the back burner because there's other stuff that seems more pressing and things that we feel like would complete our uh, journey here more than that. That was just sort of a thing we thought would be a good idea. Now, we could still do this retro if we do really amazing with scheduling for the next like four or five weeks and we get everything done that we think need to be done, we will continue on and uh, record those afterwards and then throw them in before the final show. So I just want you to know that the Final Destination show may not happen. 
We did say that we wanted to mix it up, though, and do something that's never been done, which is throw part four, which jumped the shark, into the jump the shark uh, show and then just leave it out of the retro. And then that way we could promote our retro right now by telling you to hear the rest then or something. And then when you hear the retro, we could tell you about this show. But This is Jonathan Tiersten back with the Skeleton Crew. I'm going to put an end to these assholes once and for all. I'm just trying to trim the fat off the pig we call society. We are still going to cover Final Destination 4. Why? Because I was meant to see this movie! (laughs) 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 Can you believe that line? Oh, God. There's a lot I can't believe about this movie, but... It gets worse every time you try to give it another chance. Wait till you hear what I'm going to say. Okay, guys, so for for those who don't know, there's the NASCAR one. That, that's all I have to say, I'm sure. Awful. Oh, the worst entry of all of them. <laughs> movie and, you know, every other one of them at least had a good thing. Like, part three might not have been the best movie. It was good. But the roller coaster sequence was awesome. You know, there's always an awesome sequence. This is the most forgettable and terrible and CGI <laughs> piece you of shit. you know oh. that this, this film is responsible for killing the franchise? Because it was so shitty. Like, it actually made as much money as the first one did. So it made more money than two or three. Also, because it was capitalizing on the 3D thing. But it was so shitty, and it was so hated by fans and critics, that even though five was really good, no one went to see it. So it fucking fucking killed the franchise. And five was great. Like, I love five. This is the only movie in this franchise that I don't like. And I think Final Destination is the most solid franchise. If you look at numbers of films and how successful they all were. I mean, not monetarily successful, but I mean successful at pulling off. Um, To me, this is one of the most solid hell sheer numbers wise i mean look at like how many bad fridays there are versus you know bad halloweens and bad nightmares i think this is more solid than all of them except fucking four and this movie is completely devoid of character development it's only like 80 minutes long and they couldn't take they don't give a good goddamn about any of these people in this movie because that's not what it's about at this point they had gotten so cynical all they were doing is building up death sequence after death sequence after death sequence. They dropped the whole Tony Todd angle. They um, they they rushed it out there to get onto the 3D train, and they didn't give a shit about story or character or anything. And to me, it feels completely hollow, and <laughs> it is a horrible. Ex- I have hated it when I saw it in the theater. I've tried to give it a, a chance. Numerous times since then, we've gone through the entire franchise, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll like it better this time. Nope. I watched it for this, and I'm like, well, maybe it's not as bad as I remember. Nope. Like, it's fucking bad. Like, it is just bad. So bad. By the way, this is called, actually, The Final Destination, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be the last one, and they did call it the... Yeah, and honestly, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't. 
because um, I'm glad we did get five because at least the series ended on a higher note. That's so this spans over the 2000s. Like I think the first one is 2000, and the last one ends in 2011. So this is 2009 again, just like wrong turn uh, three. So the only thing I remember about this movie is that tire coming from over the stadium and smashing the girl's head in uh, in the beginning. That's all I recall of this. I didn't know anything else that was going to happen. And I got to tell you, it did not take me long to realize that this movie is so bad, it's amazing. This is probably one of the best times I have ever had watching a horror movie in a very long time like i laughed so hard probably like six different occasions and the first that made me realize this is fucking hilarious was the the racist hillbilly being dragged down the street in flames i actually like that sequence i think it's funny except they don't do anything to build it like it's not earned we get to meet that guy for about three minutes total. And basically it's, hello, I'm a racist. I'm about to die. That is that is the yeah. extent of what we know of his character. And that's what that's my problem with this film in general is that you don't get to... They have the goofiest, most retarded death sequences and yet you don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, think about to the other films in the franchise... Even in the, like, as close to this one as the third one, you knew all of those characters. You followed them throughout the entire film. They were going through, like, if you go back to the first one, they were all going through this together, and we were watching them get knocked off one by one. These people didn't know each other, and <laughs> they were never together. They were always off on their own, in their own world, and he was learning about it through his visions and, um, you know, reading newspaper articles. What is this vision thing? Like, why would anything go into his mind that just shoots through tubes and this and that and the other thing? Yeah, that's so stupid. And how come she gets them? Why does she get the premonition later? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's never like, oh, I think I'm starting to have them too. Oh, shut the fuck up. Terrible. And the phone ring is the same as the guy's whistle from the stadium. Yeah. And Dude, the only thing I liked thing... was the 180 in the beginning. Because it was tributing uh, the other things. They were in section 180 and things like that. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say, Dave, is the one redeeming thing about this film is that they did a lot of references to the other films um, and little things here and there, like the section 180. There was another. Oh, the bus was bus 180 when it was going by on. Um, but it was also um, like throughout. They had little things that were kind of referencing the other ones. And then the opening credit sequence was like all the was like mimicking death scenes from all the the previous films well all three. Oh, i didn't catch that part. so if you watch the opening credit sequence again it's like the skeleton like the x-ray oh oh like the 1000 ways to die thing yeah but they have like it's from all the different movies and i think well, that's, that's that, that was kind of cool but uh yeah so the the opening crash scene is the most over the top multiple death scene ever it's so ridiculous that would never happen, and it is so over the top and so, oh my god. Well, it just so happens that every building in this fucking city is falling apart all at the same time. 
I mean, because you've got the mall falling apart. You've got the racetrack <laughs> falling apart. You know, this car happens to wreck. I mean, it's like, what, what, what are you, what? And who has ever in their life seen a chain link fence that is made of razor blades? Uh, yeah. What I the, mean, what the fuck is that? What was the one movie that House of Wax? Remember when we talked about, um, when the girl was in the truck and she was leaving a message on the black guy's phone and he hears her exchange with the evil one of the evil brothers and then he goes, what are you doing in my truck? Get out of my truck! And the whole thing. Yeah. And then when he plays it back, it happens in like five times the speed of the actual yes. events. <laughs> that is exactly what happened here. Like his, you know, we watch it all take place in his vision and then when it happens in real life, it is kicked so fast into high speed. None of it makes any sense. The guy who yells, hey, asshole, down in front, that was supposed to take place after he already asked this guy for his uh, binoculars mm-hmm. and then his girlfriend drank it for herself. That never even happened. Um, the cowboy... Uh, never got up to move to a different chair. You know, none of this happened, uh, which takes a, a lot of time. And, you know, it was all so poorly paced and so like, well, we're not going to make people sit through this again, so let's just rush it through. So it just felt disjointed right off the bat. But I suppose as a filmmaker... That's how you have to approach it, because just like I said, we can't ask people to sit through this again. I don't know. Well, you could, you know, what you could do and what they have done in previous ones is not go through the entire sequence, but just get, like, go through the first couple of things until they realize, "Uh uh-oh, I've already seen all this happen. You don't need to see everything all over again. You just need to get a get a glimpse and go, "Oh shit, this is about to happen. I'm getting out of here." You know, um, but you're right. They skipped over things here and just kind of speed it along. And and like, what? That's the wrong way to approach this. But everything they did in this movie was the wrong way to approach it. I I, it's, and people have tried to defend this movie against me over the years and they're like it doesn't matter what do you you why are you looking for characters why are you looking for story why because you, you know it's a fucking movie even though final destination films rest ultimately upon their death sequences i still it is a film and i would like a little bit more to go along with it and the other ones managed to do that they managed to have interesting characters who actually know each other who you know about look at these look at these main people we know that one of them is a couple. We know that the other ones used to be a couple. That's it. We don't know what any of them do <laughs> for a living. We don't know if they're in school. We don't know if they have jobs. We don't know if they're, you know, part of a cult. We don't know if they're, I mean, we don't know anything. We know the one guy plays golf. That's it. I didn't know one of them used to be a couple. I'm surprised you picked that up. At one point, the one girl to the jack to the jackass, the one girl says, I can't believe we used to date. And that is the sole indication that they have ever had a relationship. But other than that, we know nothing about them. Well, you know, that's not true. The the hillbilly dropping the N-bomb was enough character development for you, Jamie. So stop being picky. Like, if you knew this guy in real life, you knew he would. I mean, because he's just that much of a scumbag. But But the whole scene makes no sense. So that makes sense. Weirdo makes no sense. The thing at the end. He says... You killed my wife. Meanwhile, 
you're the one. She was following you out when you had. We were gonna go attack the guy who spilled your drink, and you said no. You stay here. So yeah, you killed her, dude. Like if you didn't say that, you wouldn't have had to go back in there because she came out to support you or something. I don't know what she. You know, just follow you, whatever. And you told her to stay, so you should keep on playing it back in your head. You stay here. Or wait here. You wait here. Just hear that over and over, because it's all you, bro. So the the hillbilly goes to burn a cross on this guy's lawn. And that, like I said, his death had me doubled over in, in laughter. It was the funniest thing I've ever saw in my life. Um, why Nick has these visions is there's, it's never explained, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. I, I guess you could say that from, you know, I, I actually don't really remember or... or or I don't think I've ever seen part two or three, but I don't know if everybody does this and it's just like a thing here. But yeah, but in this it makes it doesn't make sense that it gets passed on and his attitude is all wrong. Because right. like at one yeah. point he just says something like, which they would never say. Why would he just say let's um, let's make the most of it? Well, we're gonna die. Let's just make the most of it. That <laughs> goes against the logic of the entire film. They're supposed to be on a mission to prevent, try and stop it. Yeah, the chain of events. And he just says, well, let's just make the most of it. I'm like, are you – this movie – and I saw it the night it came out. I saw this on Halloween too. But I did a double feature, H2, Rob Zombies, of course, the same night. And I remember going going into it. It was me and my friends. It was a bunch of us going. And I remember going into it that night, and I wasn't a big fan of Rob Zombie's first Halloween but I was a, a pretty d- a big fan of the Final Destination 1, 2, and 3. So I remember being more excited to see Final Destination 2 than H2. And then I remember leaving the theater and having the complete... Yeah, pardon me. Final Destination 4, yes, instead in H2. I remember being excited about 4 and, and lukewarm about seeing H2. Then when I left the theater, it was the complete opposite reaction. I'm like, well, I really liked H2, and Final Destination 4 was a complete letdown. And, dude, the, the first time I saw it, the three I saw it in three D, and luckily because that was the only saving grace. But to watch it now in two D, that messes up the entire movie because all the three D gags, it's overkill. It's Don't like work. what you see, right? Yeah. Like like Friday three, what you see there, where it's obvious stuff <laughs> that makes no sense. Now it's like overkill times ten. It is so bad, and this is what I'm gonna say. I've said this about Saw seven, and I've said this about Rings, the one from this year. These movies to me are basically a knockoff version of that movie in the franchise it that's the only other instances i've thought that about that yeah. doesn't it right doesn't it seem like a, a company made like a knockoff like straight to dvd movie a, a, a knockoff <laughs> final destination and this is what came out of it because th- it's that bad none of it makes any sense no, none of it holds true with the, the other entries of the of the series well it, yeah it doesn't fit with the other ones that no. You know, they try to make it fit with all their little references and stuff. Like the one place is called Clear Rivers, even Um, the Clear Rivers Water Park or whatever. Um, Like they try, but that is so shoehorned in that it doesn't feel natural. It's like, uh oh, we have to connect it to the other one somehow. Let's throw in here. Put a 180 over there. That'll make it work. Right. right. (laughs) And that gag they did. You know how they always save that gag for the end of the movie? They did it at the end of the opening sequence when the, when they were all outside the building and the thing came up and landed on the tire or whatever the hell. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's supposed to be at the end of the movie. And then the credits roll. That's how it always is. This time they used it there. I'm like, 
why would you do that? And I'm, yeah, I guess I'm nitpicking, but I'm the point I'm trying to make is that everything they did here is not the way they did it in any of the other movies. It's just, right. it's just that, that CGI snake they had and shit. Remember when he oh see him and shit? Oh my god! Yeah, that was so dumb. They couldn't film a snake at a camera. It was terrible. It was terrible. When, it was, um, oh man. When when Char, what was his name? The, the security guard, Charlie, Char or. Harvey, what the hell was his name? I don't anyway, remember anybody's name. When um, the when the security guy. guard got yeah, the black guy got hit by, <laughs> got hit, or he had that he did that vision thing again, like that, like just like in the beginning of the movie, suddenly he's having another like no, that's not oh how it works. Oh my god, you don't that keep was, doing oh. that. So they do that whole sequence, and then it turns out, oh wow, he didn't really get hit. Well, then he does get hit for real. A split second later. And then he, yeah, a split second later. And then he goes, and then he just looks and goes, oh, no, and runs off. Like, oh, that's a great reaction to have to this guy <laughs> that you, I mean, he doesn't even care. Yeah, you're real broken up about it, I guess. Um, But no, when this came out, it's funny you should say that, Dave, that you remember watching those two. Because when this came out, Brian, uh, Brian, Bo, uh, Bo and I were doing um, Last Blog Radio together. Wow. And these movies were both coming out on the same day. Yeah, We were fighting over who was going to go get to see, because we were only going to go, each of us was going to see one movie, and then we were going to review it on the show. Hey, we you, were, all, you both wanted to see this one, right? Yeah, we were fighting, we were <laughs> fighting over who got to see Final Destination and who had to see Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> I won. So I got to go see Final Destination. He had to go see Rob Zombie's Halloween. No, well, we, well we we reconvene to do the to do the um the reviews and he was so pissed off he's like oh i'm so mad i hate this movie i'm so mad and i was like you will never be as mad as i am like i was so <laughs> pissed and it was not the reaction i expected because i love this series so i was i was like really looking forward to this and i was so angry I was angry because it was so short. I was angry because there was no story. I was angry because they changed everything and they didn't do it the way they had been doing it for three previous films. It had no real connection to the three previous films. None of these characters had any depth or knew each other or knew anything about each other. We didn't know anything about them. So I therefore I didn't give a damn about them. I mean, it just and the death sequences just had gotten like, OK, the car wash thing. What the what the hell? I mean, <laughs> I, seriously, you're drunk so far. Roll down your passenger. I mean, your driver's side window. Let the water out that way. I mean, it's you know, it's it's never right. going to go any higher than your window. So stupid. That so was stupid. laugh out loud. You guys were not on the floor rolling around laughing. Yes, was it was off. fucking hilarious. But I don't her, want her these head things. sticking out of the moonroof. Oh my god. <laughs> I was, was so disappointed. Oh, dude. I, I, yeah, it is funny. It's so bad, it's good. Yeah, I, I guess. You guys got to watch this from a different point of view. You you cannot watch this like, this should be quality. I'm, this is uh, ridiculous. You cannot do that. You got to get a bunch of people or at least one other person well, you know, and just sit back. I want to do that because I like this series, and this series, I think, deserves better. Jamie, I'm telling you, watch this. You said you haven't seen the second or third one, so it doesn't oh, mean boy. anything. Right. Oh, I know it's sacrilegious. I know, but right. You don't, right. I mean, 
It actually means something to me. I know. Remember but... how excited you were? That's, that's what I'm saying. See, Jamie was excited to see it. So was, spot. so was I, also knowing that it was 3D. I'm like, this is going to be 3D this time. The series has been solid so far. I can't wait to see the kills in 3D. I can't. And then you get there, even 3D couldn't save it. It was just... You know what it is? You guys are too invested. I don't care about... I'm, we're, we are clearly more invested than the filmmakers were. <laughs> right? Right. What the fuck? I don't what care about I... any of this because I only saw part one. So, and, you know, of course we're reviewing this because you told me this is the one. So I, it's not like I can't review a bad movie. So I said, okay. And I, I didn't have time to watch the other two. But I have no investment. I don't care if it's sacrilegious. Nothing. So when I'm watching this, I see all this absurdity as a laugh riot. While you guys are sitting there like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a totally different perspective. And I got to say, I got the better perspective. Because I was laughing my ass off. Like, her head sticking out of that fucking car was so funny. This guy getting his asshole sucked through the pool and shooting oh. out of the thing was hilarious. And... Uh, <laughs> so and the ridiculous. coin, the coin landing like somewhere on his in the pile of guts is so funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy getting dragged down the street was great. The guy who was hanging when he when he comes in the room and he's fucking hanging himself and he says, "I've been trying to kill myself all day." Like I was laughing so hard. <laughs> like that was great. You oh, know where that my. came from. That was a freaking, a straight up freaking lifted from a Twilight Zone episode. Remember when the guy was trying to kill himself? That's what I was thinking of. I'm like, wow, this is just like from that episode. Yeah, he he couldn't off himself and then other shit. That's, I could see it. I guess if you never saw Creepshow 1 and 2 and you saw Creepshow 3. Yeah, you might laugh. You might laugh. Right. Right. But, you know, or Hostel 3. But if you put yourself in. Oh, yeah. That's why you like it, but if but because you're familiar with those series, watch Creepshow three. You have to watch one and two. You 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 hate it. Oh, God. You know what I mean? So, like, why would you go to a car wash <laughs> when you couldn't girl. even close your fucking sunroof five seconds ago? It's it's so mindless. And that shit at the end doesn't that remind you of Nightmare Four? That repeating scene over and over again. I'm oh, driving. God. That's what it reminded me of, how, how the thing happened, and then it happened again. It was just too much. They were just, it, they jumped the shark. They, they they just, I don't know what the hell they're thinking. And you weren't rolling on the floor laughing when the mechanic's body was shoved through the fence? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't crack a smile one time watching oh. that. I know, I wish I did. I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of your experience, right? Fucking hilarious. I want to have fun. God, it was so fun. And I'm so, maybe, yeah, I'm blessed to not care or to have seen two and three. Like, now I have this amazing piece of film that I could just, when people are over, man, and I know exactly the people to bring here, too. And (laughs) when we're going to watch something, we will be watching this now. Oh, my God, it's great. That's funny. Oh, dude, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, and the, the tub landing on the cowboy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And even, and like, and how horrible was it? And still hilarious again. When the, the black guy gets hit by the bus, you're going to tell me 
seeing the two of them walking, did it not look like the black guy was on some blue screen or something? Like, there's no way these two are walking next to each other right now. That was so obvious. And clearly, they're not, because the bus, they would never have a bus drive that close to an actor to pull off that scene. And, of course, it's not hitting an actor. So, obviously, there's some kind of optical illusion that's happening here. And it was so obvious. It's so – such bad CGI that uh, you can tell. You, uh, you, it's so choreographed. It And it's hilarious for that reason. This I came to one, theaters. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh. It's hard to believe. I right? have one other question, too. What the fuck? He's even – he – her boyfriend references that Love Lay's dying sounds like a chick flick to me. And this girl wants to see it so bad. And that girl is clearly so basic. Like, she is a basic bitch Thanks. if you ever saw one. Yep. And <laughs> and then what the hell flick chick, a uh, chick flick, flick chick, what the <laughs> hell chick flick that would be seen by girls who look like they're going to go see the Sex and the City movie are going to or is going to involve explosions. Right. And I mean, like, right. seriously, what the hell were they watching? Right. What were they, it was like some Michael Bay version of a chick flick. Is that what that was? Well, that whole scene with the th- stuff in the back of the screen, like this movie should be called how many cans will fall over and leak fluid in this movie. <laughs> it was like the jerk. We did the can bit. He hates these cans, you know? <laughs> That's what they God, needed. he really hates these cans. He was <laughs> shooting the cans. There's cans here, too. That's <laughs> uh, great. This is the worst movie. This is the worst movie we've discussed tonight. That's how I feel about it. That's I agree. How much, yeah, it's that bad. That's I despise it. It's a terrible knockoff type of movie. I, I can't believe how bad it is. How about this? It's like Jamie said, the character development. I was so not invested in this that... When the blonde kid, when his asshole was being sucked into the pool, I actually, all I could think about was how hot that girl who swam overhead was while I'm supposed to be concerned. I was watching her too. I was, <laughs> I was watching her too while he was like, he was stuck to the bottom of the pool. A chick goes swimming across the top. I was like, oh, look at her go swimming across the top. Yeah. This guy is, is holding his breath for over five minutes while yelling and he didn't take the kind of breath where he expected to be down there. Like, he's he's down there so long, I was about to forward his mail. And he's still <laughs> alive. I <laughs> like, know, right? It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Oh, my God. That stuff's fucking hilarious. How God. about that sex scene? How about that sex scene? That was so bad. See, that's something else they never did in this series before. They didn't have sex scenes like that. Shouting was... out instructions? There was, always a, there was always a song... You know, oh, like yeah. in the in the first one, it was John Denver. In the third one, it was the roller coaster. You know, that right. song. And uh, I mean, this didn't have that, you know, which I always thought was kind of a fun thing. Uh, in the second one, I think it was the John Denver thing again. Yeah. Like that was she heard it on the on the on the car radio. Right. Well, right yeah. before the car accident. Um, it just and no Tony. Todd. It just didn't. It didn't fit. Yeah. And they completely dropped the whole Tony Todd death thing. Just, I mean, he, just Jamie, he could have been the announcer at NASCAR very easily. Like he was the, like he was the voice at freaking yeah, in, at in, the, in the ride, the theme park. Or, yeah. Yeah. He could have been the, the guy calling fucking the car race. Okay. Did they bring him back in five? 
Yeah. Wow. So maybe he knew to stay away from this one. But then. see, that's the thing is this one is the it feels like it doesn't like it feels like some kind of ugly stepchild. Um, like it's the adopted kid, you know, like, I don't know. It doesn't, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong <laughs> and it's part four. It just doesn't go. It just doesn't uh, go. No, it's a knockoff. It's awful. It's like, it's saw seven and rings. And this, these are the only three movies I've ever said that about saw seven rings and final destination four are like knockoffs of the series. I'm tired. I've never felt that way except those three movies. Terrible. Absolutely awful. And this is the worst of them all, I think. How about the nail gun attack when it was just shooting the kid? <laughs> that was so stupid. Yeah, and apart like from nail- that, nail gun has already been used. Thank you right. very much. They did that in part three. So <laughs> Yes, they did. Yeah, Why are that's you right. Doing that again? At- yeah, uh-huh. the kids at their warehouse. You're right. Also, as long as it was taking did, – did anybody else notice how long it was taking him to get that sprinkler to work and the fact that the fucking barrel was already on fire? That thing, if it was going to explode, it would have exploded already. It's taken him like 30 minutes to turn the sprinkler on. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as he turned the sprinkler on, magically all the fire it's goes a, out like that. Yeah. It was like a fucking downpour. A tidal wave. <laughs> Do you know what's amazing about this movie? And, you know, we always have those bizarre coincidences. Right before I saw this, um, we were upstairs. I was cooking uh, four hamburgers on on my uh, propane grill. For some reason, I guess because I've been cooking all summer, there's some kind of – and I cleaned it already, I swear, in the beginning of the season. But there's some kind of buildup at the bottom under the burners. The burgers are 80% lean, so 20% is fat, I guess. So the fat was leaking, you know, down like always. But for some reason, it started like a grease fire inside the grill. You know, my wife starts freaking out and she's like, what are you doing? Oh, my God, you're going to kill us. This propane's going to explode, this and that. So I'm like, well, no, this has happened before. It doesn't really go there and... Listen, as she goes, no, look at this. It's horrible. Turn every. We turned everything off, and it's still going as if it's on, because <laughs> that's how the how big the flames were. Believe it or not, it's going. So she goes and goes and gets the fire extinguisher we have, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hun, come on!" And she goes, "No, seriously, we got to put this out." Then she starts trying to test it over the end, over the edge of the our deck onto the grass and she pulls the trigger and nothing happens so she goes what's wrong with this and i look and it's empty it's there's nothing in there so then you know uh it eventually dies down so then i watch this movie and this guy pulls out a fire extinguisher and it doesn't work <laughs> how many times do those two things happen in the same day that's funny and I was thinking more about this movie because this guy sees all these signs and that's like something I see constantly. Like the, just real quick, cause this is like really odd. And this has to be documented on our show before we, we end this thing. It's bizarre coincidence that I can't even fathom. So I haven't thought about this movie ghost in literally minimally a year. Let's just say I never thought about it cause uh, it just never come up. So somebody makes a post and they say, you know, what's your favorite Patrick Swayze movie out of these two movies? So you pick like a laughing face for one and some other face for another. And it was Ghost and something else. So I pick Ghost. So I come home 
and I'm transferring uh, shows to DVD that I'll, I'll will never be seen again or whatever it is. I have to do this. So I'm transferring this one thing. So it ends. So I, I stop the DVD burner and I fast forward this thing to see what's after it. It starts making those weird things as if you recorded over something and now the thing that was there is going to pop up. And it was Ghost. What? Ghost was on that tape. And check this out. That tape that I was copying over, I randomly pulled it out of 27 other tapes in a cardboard box. The same day I selected Ghost as my favorite movie, something made me my hand go to that tape out of 27. And Ghost was after what I was... That's what was recorded over it. That's weird. Damn. That is the. F- I was like, you've got to be fucking with me. This is not still happening. Listen to this. Two weeks ago, I guess it was, when George Romero died. Um, Dave, have you heard the new Devour? I have. Yeah. You have? Yeah, okay. So you. Live. Yeah. Okay. So you actually heard us before, before he made the announcement that George Romero had died. In that episode, we had brought up Martin. Land of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Dwayne Jones, because he was in the movie we were reviewing, and which is the only other starring role he ever did apart from Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I feel like there was something else, some other connection. But And then at the very end of the show, David, bring, David announces that he had just read that George Romero died. Wow. And I was like, fuck. I mean, we had been talking about just he had just been popping up left and right throughout the entire episode for completely unrelated things. I mean, you know, one was a movie we were reviewing that Dwayne Jones happened to be in, so that came up. Another time we were talking about the upcoming Blu-ray release of the release of Land of the Dead and the Dawn of the Dead remake. So, you know, that he came up then. Um, we were talking about Martin because of this movie that we were reviewing was like, like a I said it would be a good double feature to watch because it was like an arty vampire film. I mean, it was just, um, you know, just weird little things like that. But George Romero had come up so many times and never, ever, ever does he ever come up that often, you know, just on unrelated topics in a single episode, you know. And then at the end of that episode, that's when David read that George Romero had died. And it was, I mean, I just thought that was the weirdest thing. Maybe we're all going to die. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> Dave sees these things too. So it's the three of us now. We're all trapped in this this abyss of vision. Oh, and I kill everybody. You know how many people I've killed <laughs> past fucking uh, year and a half. Damn. Speaking of killing, we wrap up Final Destination 4, The Final Destination, with this cappuccino place again. You know, this guy's looking around the room and everything that relates to what's happened throughout the whole movie is in his, you know, is surrounding them. So he's getting this feeling again, even though they thought they broke the chain. And he goes, guys, what if we were supposed to be right here, right now? They all turn around and a truck comes through the front window and smashes them all. And they all die. Like, that had to be the most abrupt unsatisfying thing ever yeah (laughs) yeah it was just so lame and unfortunately even i didn't laugh a guy who's been who seemed to find the only enjoyment out of this still 
did not think that was satisfying. I mean, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Um, yeah, it was pretty I, uh, anticlimactic, too. Another thing about this movie, I just realized, I was just thinking, because I was thinking about the mother with the two kids that got killed. Yeah, she was hot, man. Everybody in this movie was a yep. fucking asshole, though. Correct. You're right. They were. Yep. I mean, I didn't like any of these people. Like, even the main people, they were so bland and you didn't know anything about them. I couldn't like them, even though they didn't really do anything wrong. I couldn't like them. I mean, and everybody else, they were nothing but assholes. You know, from the magic coin guy to <laughs> the rape, uh, rapist. They not rapist. <laughs> the nerd. What was this? What? What is he? Racist. Jesus, what's wrong with me? <laughs> racist. So racist the ra- <laughs> he probably raped his sister. <laughs> I almost called him the nerdist. I don't know why. I knew it was something with an ist. Um, uh. the, ra- the, the mom that was so, I mean, she didn't give a damn about anybody else. She's like, oh, I know it's 10 minutes to six, but I need to get my hair done. You know, fuck you, bitch. Um, <laughs> but I like how the girl at the front counter makes everyone else's decision for them. And she's like, okay, come on. So you think she's going to do her hair, but no, other people. Yeah, then it's there. another girl that gets trapped into it. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I'd no, be like, I'm walking what the out. Fuck, sorry. dude, I'm leaving. You know, when the, the only, the one thing I do like is when the guy mowing the lawn says, what are you kids, stupid or something? You know, um, are you stupid or something? Uh, which, by the way, was, was, <laughs> was actually, uh, by the way, was actually a nod to Forrest Gump because Michael T. Williams was in. Williamson. Oh, please don't nod to Forrest Gump. That's freaking um, crazy. Wow. But the only thing I like about that is that he's like, um, you know, what are you kids do or something? I'm like, yes, yes, they are. And thank you for pointing that out. And because the woman had that look on her face like, oh, my God, how do you talk to my kids that way? And I'm like, babe, your your kids are fucking annoying. That's why. <sighs> um, I wonder if she sticks tampons in their ears. You know. I'm not even into characters that much. And I've said it before. Like, I know Jamie completely disagrees. I don't necessarily need to like characters to care about what's going on, especially in, like, a dumb slasher. And this is kind of like a slasher in a matter of speaking. But I still want interesting characters. Interesting. I don't have to care about the people. But I, I, I want characters sometimes... Just to be interesting enough like for to me care to care about at least some of them. I mean, yeah. I, I expect there to be one or two, maybe, or one really asshole. Like in slashers, you always have the one. But, yeah, but nobody even in this back, movie. But back in the day, nobody was really assholes. You'd have the one guy who right. was like noxious, but he was not a like a flat out dick. No. Everybody in this movie is a dick. Like, yeah, but the leads aren't. You know what I mean, Jamie? But the, isn't no, it but they're, they're not just, dicks. But they're nice. bland. They don't do anything. They're like, so fucking, yeah. They're bland as fuck. That's what I'm saying. That's the biggest crime. I, I don't have to necessarily like, I don't care, even know their but, names. I can't even tell right. you their names. I have no, no idea what the hell their names are. No clue. I, I don't know a single person's name in this movie. I know I know their character a little bit. You know, there's the racist. There's the black guy. There's the fucking bitchy mom. There's the, the, the lead guy and the girl. And that's really all I can remember about this film. I remember all of them, but it's because I watched it yesterday. Yeah, I, I, don't remember, I remember the people, but I, I have no idea what not one of their names is. Not one, not one. Nope. No, not a clue. It's awful. <laughs> there you go, guys. That's Final Destination. Uh, uh, the Final Destination. I mean, which is the fourth entry and the worst. We laid it all out. Nothing else to say, really. 
Hello, kiddies. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> So, like I said, Skeleton Crew is not firing on all cylinders at the moment. It's just too tough scheduling. Um, as you could hear, Dan couldn't even make it for the show. So that just shows you. I mean, it is just the summer is brutal, man. You know, everybody wants to go out, <laughs> do things. We all hibernate in the winter. Nobody leaves their house. So it just seems you can crank them out at that point. So uh, the next show that we'll be doing, definitely, because it's it's one of the things to come full circle, uh, amongst some other things, uh, an in-depth review of Jason Goes to Hell, because... <laughs> what the fuck? The reason for that is because... Uh, you get a JPM? <laughs> JP loves that fucking movie. <laughs> uh, maybe I will then. Oh, you'd be the only one that would have anything to say. You might, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, I never really did anything with him, but I'm sure we can get some chemistry together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Have... he's okay. Yeah, I don't really know him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's because when the Skeleton Crew first started, we did a Friday 13th retrospective. It was called the 12 Days of Friday 13th. We reviewed one Friday 13th per day straight 12 days in a row uh for part you know for the jason goes to hell <laughs> i think at that point the honest reason we didn't do it well what we what we said was we're not doing this this movie's so stupid it's pure shit i'm not even gonna i don't want to waste any time or make an effort for it smart yeah however <laughs> yeah meanwhile we're gonna base a whole show on it next week or so, at some point not next week uh the truth of it might have been that, you know, we really weren't uh, podcasters in that sense at the time. That's We just started. We were recording shows while those 12 days were going on, and we were, like, cranking them out. And we were getting a little burned out at that point. So we were kind of tired. And that Jason Takes Manhattan review was just, like, like wore me down or something. These two guys weren't into talking about this movie either, so... I think at that point it was just like I just wanted a break or something. <laughs> like I didn't want to waste. I didn't want to even like if I can get out of doing anything, I would have got out of it. So I think that's where that stemmed from. So I feel that we do owe anybody in the Skeleton Nation a actual review of Jason Goes to Hell, even if it's sort of a continuation off of this show and it's just ripping it apart for 90 minutes or whatever. That's still good too, right? So that's what we have to look forward to, guys. So Dave, uh, thanks for jumping on, man. It's been a long time, and here we are in August. Thanks for having me. It's great as always. It's yeah. great. It's great to be trapped in that revolving door. Every so often, I get spit back in here. <laughs> <laughs> There's people who just are constantly just spinning around, and once in a while, yep. they just get flown in. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird how it happened, how Dan couldn't make it, too. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jamie, how'd you feel being part of a Jump the Shark for the first time ever? I enjoyed it quite a bit. Thank you very much. It allowed me to air some grievances that I've had and also got me to watch some movies. <laughs> Ghoulies go to college that I never would have watched otherwise. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. No, it was great. Honestly, like I, I didn't said, even know that movie existed. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't, I'd never even heard of it. 
<laughs> I've heard it. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to forget when you hear, you know, somebody say ghoulies go to college. So I remember hearing it on someplace or maybe even seeing the, the box. Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's quite possible. But it's like I said at the beginning, man. I, I've always loved this concept. I think it's great. So I was uh, ecstatic to be on for, for this particular episode. Anytime is great, you know. But to talk about this stuff and like like Jamie said about Arian grievances, I'm never going to do the Final Destination franchise. Or I'd like to do Paranormal one day. But it was nice to be able to, to spit some fire about those freaking shitty movies. That's yeah. for sure. It's fun sometimes, you know. It's always fun. You know, you just got if you do it the right way with the right people, it, you have a blast. It's fun ripping shit apart. It is. That's why I guess that Jason Goes to Hell show will be a good idea. Yeah. It'll be fun. And plus, it'll make everybody have to watch it again. Oh, boy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just watched it not that long ago. I don't oh. even remember why. Why the hell did we watch Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah, why would you? Right? What would possess you to do that? Uh, only for a podcast. I don't know. I I just know that I did. It was a couple months ago, and I don't remember why. Hmm. It's summertime. Oh. Let's watch a Friday the 13th. Okay, Jason goes to hell. What do you think, honey? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the first one that pops in our it pops in my head. Although that might, you know, for all I know, it could be because it's one we never watch. So that right. that could have been the reason. And know. then you watched it and remembered why you never watch it again. That's the only reason to watch this because you haven't watched it ever in years or whatever. And it's like, well, let me see if time has uh, has done anything for this movie. So, guys, we'll find out on the next Skeleton Crew. Uh, Once again, thanks, guys. So, yeah, that was it, everybody. Jump the Shark Part 3 Skeleton Crew when a horror franchise jumps the shark. So, guys, uh, again, next show, Chase Goes to Hell. Have a good night. Bye. See you.